Hello! It's us! It's you! We're here! Together! Why are we here? For another exciting week on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, Argentina's number five television <laughs> show podcast. And I don't think we, we've kept that. I think we've been drastically falling since, but we're going <laughs> to wear that badge proudly for the rest of our lives. Welcome to the show. You can officially support You Can't Disappoint a Podcast now on Patreon at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the place to go to help us move this show forward, and there's all kinds of exclusive content, fun interaction, events with Steven and myself, and all types of ways to influence our show on a weekly basis. So please consider supporting us on Patreon. If you want to get in on the action, make sure you email us your trivia, your MVP, and your funniest moments from that week's episode over to our email at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com, and we will read it right here on the show. We sure will, even if you beg us not to. Also, <laughs> hang out with us on the socials every week off the podcast. You know, we're on Facebook and YouTube under our podcast title. You can also find us on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast and Twitter, where we probably do the most of our uh, uh, jovial lollygaggery at You Can't Disappoint. So come hang out with us over there. Yeah, make sure you uh, give us, you smash that like and subscribe button. Give us that more... attention that we so desperately crave. Yeah, throw throw us your hearts, your wallets, and a couple kisses here and there, and we'll keep on pushing out this baby of ours that we call You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Troy, we're 1990. We're horses. I was born in 89. Then you were born 21 years ago. Which would make me 20, because everyone is 10 for two years. Because fifth grade is really hard for everyone. Mom, how many lives have I been living? Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. You know it. You love it. You eat this shit up like candy. Um, nom, 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 nom. Welcome to another week of it, little piggies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope you had a good day at market. I hope you had a good day at home. But it's time to cry wee, oh. wee, wee for another episode of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. <laughs> this is botched, right? <laughs> this is great. I think this, we is, tried. this is gold. We tried. Uh, welcome to the show, everyone. It's another week. I, of course, am your host, Zach. And, you know, speaking of wormholes, why don't we use one to take this conversation somewhere a little more private? <laughs> uh, and, and hi, y'all. I'm Carolyn Decker. I guarantee. Uh, or Steven, if, if that works for you better. I don't know. I don't like either of them. Uh, welcome <laughs> to the show, everyone. Shout out, as always, to at communities on Twitter, our proud uh, our proud big daddy, our big old daddy boy. Yeah, you know, Thanks for the support, it, there's snow Papa. outside, and it just reminds me of all those Christmas mornings of us running downstairs in our matching <laughs> jammies, and good old Pop Pop was sitting there with community wrapping paper all around all of our presents and just telling us, I love you, sons. Daddy's always there to keep us cold from... Wait. Daddy's always there to keep us warm from that 
bitter, bitter cold. And for that, you should give him a follow on Twitter. It's a great community of community fans, and they're always sharing all that sweet, sweet content. So follow at Communities on Twitter. And also, this program is brought to you by our $10 and up patrons, Justin Brummett, Danny M. Lugo, and Mary Baker Budisa. Nailed it. So thank you for being patrons, and if you would like your name read off there, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. New stuff all the time. You can't disappreciate show every week. And mm-hmm. a new episode of Nerdstalgia about Courage the Cowardly Dog coming out this week. Ooh, I'm excited to listen to that. So check it out. We're always got some stuff going on. Whatever. Give King us your Ramsey's. Money. Return the slab. Return the slam, King Ramsey. What a great episode. I love that episode. Is that the same one? Is that the Return the Slab one? Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a good show. Yeah. It was fun to talk about, and it was fun to revisit for it. Uh, the month ahead of uh, Nerdstalgia, I think we're going to be... We haven't decided, but we're going to do some type of 80s or 90s live-action movie. We're, we're kind of... We're kind of uh, I don't know. Uh, you going exactly John Hughes? What we want to do. Maybe, but I think maybe more entertain like children's entertainment or okay. stuff that was entertaining to us when we were kids. I don't think we're gonna do this one because my my guest hasn't seen it before. But mm-hmm. my first thought was the Page Master. I don't know that one. It's a movie with Macaulay Culkin uh, Uh, where he, like, gets trapped in a library and gets sucked into this animated world of books. Oh, Inkheart with Brendan Fraser. I don't think so. Um, (laughs) I didn't see that one. Uh, And I also think we're going to be doing a deep dive, uh, the first of a series of deep dives on Nerdstalgia into Beatles Mania will be next oh. month as well. So that's coming ahead on Patreon.com slash Can't Disappoint Podcast. How are you, Steven? I'm good. I, I'm having a great day. Yeah? Um, yeah. Last week was, you know, we did our, our live stream launch, which was awesome. Super fun. Um, but it was a really, like, packed week for me. Uh, but it was a good good week overall. So packed but... that that was actually two weeks ago. Was it? Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't know time anymore. Yeah, I get it. Wow, it was, wasn't it? I think it was. I yeah, think it certainly was. was. Yeah. This is the, the third week of the month. No, it's not. It was uh, last week. It's the 11th no, today. No, it's the 11th, but it was on a Monday. Yeah. So if we go seven days before this. But listen, buddy. Listen. As far as the podcast is concerned. Oh! See, you're living in the future, so the present is your past. Your presence is a present kiss your ass but you i guess you are right and that's crazy i've had a lot of shit going on yeah isn't that nuts that that was literally just last monday it was uh it's been near two weeks but yeah whatever that is neither here nor there we're here to talk about the television program community and to put on a jovial program for our uh listeners that even though we're really pushing the patreon and really appreciative of the people there we're appreciative to anyone who presses play on this stupid show that we do every week aren't we yeah it's 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 really nice we we love all of you we just love a couple of you you know a little bit more but we love all of you so much every parent has favorite children um and if you want to be our favorite kids you know how to do it so you are a little bit more relaxed this week is what you're saying. Because I am. You're my my shoulders are down. As, my yeah. pants are off. It's going to be a great day. 
I suppose I am a little bit more relaxed too. This will be fun. I'm looking forward to it, mm-hmm. right? Don't force it. <laughs> We're here, of course. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Everything about this show has to be forced. Okay. Or else it doesn't happen. You know, well. this this baby don't run. <laughs> this baby is engine don't purr without a little mm, coaxing oil grease demanding <laughs> you we're know here to, I, I keep a whip in my back pocket we're here to talk about episode 10 of the second season of television program community mixology certification it was directed by and i do not know how to pronounce this name correctly but i know the man directed by j chandra sikar Now, you would know him from the comedy group, uh, what are they called? Broken Lizard? Something like that? The the comedy group behind movies like Super Troopers, Club Dread, and Beer Fest. He is the lead actor in a lot of those movies and the director of a lot of those movies. Really? Yeah, and he directed this episode of Community and several others in the future. Intro to Political Science, Applied Anthropology and Culinary Arts, The First Chang Dynasty, Advanced Documentary Filmmaking, Introduction to Teaching, Basic Story, Basic Email Security, and Basic RV Repair and Palmistry. So he directs at least one episode in every season from here on. Wow, I did not know that. That's that's interesting because I, mm-hmm. I've seen Super Troopers one and a half times. Maybe, I don't but think I know I've a lot of people it, really like it. I've I've seen he's Beer shown Fest. up in a lot of stuff. Okay, I feel like there's a chance he'll be like. in an episode of Community in the future. I think he might have shown up in season six, but I could be wrong. I rock with that. And it was written by a uh, Community writer standby, Andy Bobro, who previously wrote Basic Rocket Science. And after this in the future, he writes Custody, Law, and Eastern European Diplomacy, Geography of Global Conflict, which is the Crisis Alert episode, mm-hmm. Pillows and Blankets, History 101, which is one of our personal favorites uh, oh, yeah. that we rewatched recently, Intro to Knots, and Introduction to Teaching. And the episode originally aired on December 2nd, 2010. And before we can tell you a single goddamn word about what we thought of it, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick ad break. Quick, alternate universe Steven, we only have a minute to get out the information about our exclusive Patreon-only pre-podcast you can't disappre show before normal timeline Zach and Steven take back over. Huh, okay, quick, alternate Zach, I will I, I will do this. Okay, so so guys, do you want to hang out with us live and in person? In an alternate or non-alternate universe, you decide. Uh, come do it. You can't do the pre-show. Sometimes we talk about nothing. Sometimes we talk about everything. We play games. We have guests. We answer your questions. We answer our questions. It gets it gets it gets real down and dirty, but also squeaky clean. Alternate Steven, are you saying that current universe podcast listeners can hang out with current universe Zach and Steven live before they record the podcast every week? Every week, do they? I mean, if they want to have any burning questions to ask current universe Zach and Steven, like before they record about an episode, they can literally do it right there. And you're saying that they play interactive games and have guests on frequently? Almost every time they're doing something zany. You know, they play games with the audience, with each other, with themselves. And you're saying that I can uh, view this live every week for free? Well, there's the catch. You gotta slide him a little bit of dough. And you know where you can do that? 
I'm starting to dissipate into nothingness, alternate universe Steven. We must soon return to our universe. Oh. Tell me quickly, where can I see this quality program? You can go right over to patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast and join the crew. And you can become a patron of any tier and access this? Oh yeah, you can. There's so many great rewards. Don't miss out. You better do it. Avenge us. We're fading away. And that was an ad break. You know, yeah. I've often listened to things, uh, podcasts and, and other and other mediums, and and had you know, you know always hearing like, and we'll be right back after these messages. And now we do it. Yeah, isn't that kind of weird? It's a little it's weird. Cool, now though. it's ads for stuff that we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> it's hey, kind of cool. Maybe... Nobody's paying us to do it. Well, I guess they are in a way. Patreon.com/slash Can't Disappoint Podcast. Yeah. Let's talk about community mixology certification. Let's, Let's do, do some trivia. I have Act heard trivia. A, little, a little baby birdie told mm-hmm. me that you really beefed up on trivia on trivia on Act Trivia this week. Is I, this I, true? I really Is this did. I, there was so much in this episode. Um, as I was holding my cup of Danon Activia yogurt, I was just munching down, and I was like, "Wow, I feel so healthy and so regular." that I'm going to do a little bit extra this week, question-wise. So I have a whopping five, count them, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco questions. Great. And, of course, our official flavor of the week for this week's Act Trivia is flounder. (laughs) Thanks, guys, for being a sponsor. Thanks for sending me a whole case of that. So I think you should give me two questions. Okay. All right. Now, uh, first one's a little bit of a softball. But if you're if you're a community, you know, diehard, I'm sure that our our proud papa would be able to answer this before I could even finish the question. And I always like to think that I am until I'm constantly proven wrong. It's crazy. I really think like I feel like you and I like pay more attention to shows than the average person, and then we do this. And I'm and like, oh. I feel like even of us who both do that when it comes to community, I feel like I've oh, really definitely. dissected it and inspected it and. Here we are. Apparently not. But, hey, it's fun to try, right? It is, It's fun right? to try. Okay. Um, what day is Troy's birthday? Is it Saturday? I, I meant more what, what's the date of his birthday. Oh, you said that's a softball. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear that. That's okay. Um, it's December 4th. Okay. Um, what does Annie say that Carolyn Decker probably has? It's when they're in the car. Probably has a... Fiddlesticks. Close. <laughs> I don't know. Really Damn bad it. credit and an unfinished oh. mermaid tattoo. Yeah, I ca- okay. Damn mm-hmm. it. It's okay, okay, it's okay. Hey, what did the study group do to celebrate Shirley's niece's first bath? Oh. Well, they had a party, but the party had... We are not doing well today. <laughs> no, what did it have? It, I don't remember. What did it have? They played Boggle and they ate fondue. Ate fondue. Nice. Nice, nice. That was a good one. Um, which also, it's a big deal when you take a bath with bubbles for the first yeah, time. Yeah, I hope one day to reach that point of my life. Yeah, yeah. I just can't if figure ever, it out. Well, I mean, how do you keep the water from running down the drain? <laughs> where, where do you get the bubbles? <laughs> Where does so the water come from, people? Open yeah. your eyes. Come on. Help us Wake out. Wake up. Birds aren't real. 
I love it. Um, where did Annie say that Caroline from Corpus Christi grew up? We're such pieces of garbage. Wow. Was it another Texas city? No, this was more like a, a place in that would be in a Texas city, maybe. A farm? What kind of farm? Cattle farm? Oh. Trout. <laughs> <laughs> Flounder. Trout farm. Brought to you by Flounder. <laughs> Act trivia. Trout coming out next year. They're working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the name of the bar that they first try to go to? The one that ends up being closed. Oh, um, the ballroom. No. Just kidding. The ballroom's where they end up. They were going to go <laughs> to. Oh shit! What was that one yeah, called? We, we, we suck, suck ass. I think this means we have to stop doing the podcast. <laughs> what? I'm still having a really good time, but we're apparently not even qualified to answer the <laughs> questions that we come up with for each other. And we don't just watch. We watch the episode two or three times. Yeah. I watch it three times. Every yeah, week. I watch it three, and I don't know. Flanahan's Hole. God damn it. All right. I hate this. <laughs> and the thing is, okay, okay, I have two more, <laughs> okay, and I don't think on, they're going to be super it. easy. Just do it. Uh, just what re- does the bouncer have written on his shirt? King Kong. Yeah! Hell yeah, because I almost did that one. Nice. But I thought I was going to end up with too many questions, and then I ended up with only three. My last question for you is, what is the first alcoholic beverage Annie orders? First alcoholic beverage Yeah, she she's orders? like, I don't have to work tomorrow. Oh, a screwdriver. There you go. Okay. Woo, look at us. I No, no, nobody look at us. It, it's like a, it's, we should, de- you should definitely all treat us as if we're uh, driving our Lexus past an Amish family and they have to look away in shame. Yeah. Did yeah. You know that's... That, 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 did you know that they do that? I, I like that they do that. Yeah, I've driven through Amish country in Michigan, and they literally, they, like, shield their faces. <laughs> They're like, wow, what a shameful sinner And on if the they don't do that, they certainly stare into the, 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 the soul of you. What were we I talking was, like, about? going How to small towns in Indiana and seeing the Mennonites there who are like yeah. Amish, but they drive, and but they don't see a lot of black people, and the kids are always very, very amazed especially i think one time i was in there with with one of our friends Mm. who is uh, also biracial and we sure did get looked at a lot by everyone in the place uh last question (laughs) (laughs) what does annie like according to troy at the end of the episode he's like you're annie you like puzzles says three things yep that's one of them um like being better than everyone else no is it like sp- things? Yeah, the things. Uh, I don't know. Good with puzzles. the puzzles. Okay. Um, little monsters on her pencils. Okay. And Mark Ruffalo. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm really sorry, guys. That was yeah, really unfortunate. I, I I feel bad because I got I should have at least gotten two of those right, Zach. Yeah, and like. you gave me five. I should have gotten three of them certainly. That was tough. Oh, well, let's try something else, shall we? And let's see if we can uh, improve our showing so far mm-hmm. in any way. All right. All. Um, this email comes from the Study Room 7 communities, our papa. He says, is he mad at you right now, Zach? He says, hi, Steven. 
This is one of the best episodes <laughs> where they stick the landing. Andy Burbrow is really proud to have his name on it, but he gives credit to the writers back in the writers' room for adding the deep ending. This it's isn't also the first Andy's time this today. has happened. No, it isn't. <laughs> what the hell? Um, quick trivia. No answers. How many olives does Britta's drink have? Four. Four. Thank you. <laughs> what are the two sci-fi series that Abed is discussing with the guy Farscape at the bar? and Stargate. Stargate. You. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What? Nothing but love. <laughs> what what word did Annie pretend to not know the meaning of while being Caroline Decker oh. from Corpus Christi? Oh. Mm, I just know that she's like Yeah, and I just know that she's like it probably means I'm living too much to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, I don't to care about $5 words. Yeah. Con- conspicuous. Okay. I'm going to go that with right? that. Ah. We'll see. Ah, there you go. Ah, sand. But guys, that's that's our trivia this week. Um, please write in next week with maybe some really easy questions, like, yeah. "What color is Troy's hair?" What is or, the name of this show? Yeah, I'd like some questions like that. Really, just boost our morale. <laughs> yeah. Steven said this one's going to be a softball. <laughs> Well, let's do something else. Let's see if we can do better than that. How do you feel about the challenge at hand in front of you today, Stephen? You know, every time I've said that I've felt confident, I've done terribly. Um, but I feel kind of confident today, so we'll see how it goes. Okay. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is an episode that is pretty central to one thing, but there are some offshoots of what's going on. So, yeah, are you ready? I think I'm ready. All right. On go. Thank you. Again, three, two, one, go. Happy Expulsion Day, Troy. Came out of his mom, but he's Jehovah's Witness, so they can't really celebrate, but they kind of celebrate because they love him. But then they find out, what? He didn't have to do fifth grade twice because he's 10 twice. He just was dumb. And now they're going to a bar. Happy 21st birthday, Troy. But Jeff and Britta are at each other's throats physically and emotionally. And then uh, Annie's like, I'm Caroline from Texas. And Abed meets a gay guy. Troy's alcoholic. Steven. I spent a lot of time on the fifth grade thing. Yeah, it was like 10 seconds in, and we're still in the first minute of the episode. (laughs) Yeah, every time I feel confident, it's bad. Yeah, yeah, I... I I got a lot of the stuff, but not really. Yeah, okay, I'm the judge, you know, you're not like... This is like you've turned in your test, and you're like, teacher, I tried really hard, I studied really hard, can you just come on? No, that's not how it works. You're, You're judged on your work, and... There was no heart. There was no soul. Um, C minus. Ooh. Firm but fair. That's how I like it. Yeah. Yeah, that was not my best showing. Who are we? You know, we're a shambles today, and we're talking about a phenomenal episode of television. Right. I feel great. This is all we got. Yeah, me too. I'm very excited. It's a great episode of the show. I can't wait to talk about it. But oh. man, you know, if if people want us to do better, we're gonna have to get to the next level of of Patreon subscribers. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I can I only I think the only way that we'll get better at these trivia questions and and these episode descriptions is like another say twenty bucks. Well, I think so because the problem is Zach, you and I are both up so late with our night jobs. You know, and I think that if we get a little more on the Patreon, maybe we can stop doing that. 
Yeah. And if you want to know what our night jobs are, sign up for the Patreon and we'll tell you. And they're humiliating, so it'd be nice to stop. <laughs> it'd be nice to stop. Let's talk about our favorite funny moments of this episode. Can yeah. we do that? Is that something we can I do? I think so. Mine is a really simple moment, and it's Jeff. It's when he says, who the hell was that? When Annie comes over <laughs> pretending to be a, a, a waitress. It was such a perfect drunken Jeff moment. Yeah, that worked that was really good. well for me. Um, I'm, I have like an obvious one and then one that really got me. Okay. Um, the obvious one for me is Troy when he's like, no, I'm 20 because everyone has to repeat the fifth grade. Or it, everyone is 10 for two years because the fifth grade is really, really hard, hard for, for everyone. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cute and sure. such like an innocent, like really funny, like Troy thing. Uh, but my other one is when Britta gives Annie the fake ID and she's like, this mm. looks nothing like me. And it's like, you're a white brunette. And Annie's like, so is Anne Hathaway. And Shirley's, and Shirley's like, like, go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like I looked at argument? Alice and Brie and I was like, you know, if her and Anne Hathaway were, were in a movie together and said they were sisters, I wouldn't question it. I would watch it. Yeah. <laughs> For all so you audio listeners, I just gave a very approving head nod. So let's talk about the episode. <laughs> it's... Uh, a, a standout top tier episode of Community, and it's very unlike any episode of Community we've watched yet. In that it's so normal, and yeah. it's so slight, and it doesn't do any of the stuff that even a traditional sitcom would do. Of like, put all the characters in a bar for an episode. They just absolutely nail. How it feels to be young and to go into a bar for the first yeah. time. And also the experience of being at a bar with a group of friends that have different levels of comfortability in where they are. This was it, so – such yeah, it, it really felt like those first times going out to a bar. The first time you're in a group, like I felt like I could identify with almost each one of them, mm-hmm. you know, with that feeling of like being in a bar when you're too young to be in a bar. And, and Troy really especially. Yeah. Some of the, I mean, obviously we're at the very beginning of this, but some of those moments in the end of the episode, uh, so, so relatable mm-hmm. as, as someone who's been at a bar with a group of friends and the intent is to celebrate your newfound ability to enjoy and be yep. a part of it. And it kind of it always ends up becoming about the other people that are there. Yeah. And it, there's always, like, a little bit of a solitude that you find in it. And then, like Troy does in the end of the episode, there's also, like, a like a awakening within that, too, I mm-hmm. think, where you – yeah, the way that Troy is, like – I don't know. It, it's, this episode's really, 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 really good. I don't know if it's in my top five just because it's n- – I don't know. It's it's a really great episode of television, but I don't think I put – I wish they would have done more episodes like this, but I don't think I can put it above some of the comedic and storytelling heights of other episodes. I think this season so far, I would put it so as my second or third favorite. Epidemiology and – Cooperative calligraphy. Yeah, let me quickly, this will be exciting audio, glance at my notes. Where did I put it? One, two, three. This is my number five of the season so far. Number five? Wow. Number five. But behind epidemiology, messianic myths. It's season, no, it's season two. It's season two of Community. So it's like all 
10 episodes are in the upper half of what we've watched so far. But I think above, in order, above above Mixology Certification from this season, I have Basic Rocket Science. Mm. I have Epidemiology. I have Conspiracy Theories and Interior Design. And I have Cooperative Calligraphy. Okay, I, I understand all of those. But... This episode is just as good, if not better, than all of those in its own right, too, because of yeah. how it absolutely nails every single thing it sets out to do in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm super excited to dig into it, and I think we should do it. Do you? Let's go. And I've always really enjoyed the opening to this episode, everything mm-hmm. about it. And it's an episode that's so removed from Greendale in a way yeah. that the show's never been before, even... This show almost never shows any interest in um, what goes on in these people's lives when they're not at Greendale. Mm-hmm. We might see little glimpses. We hear about their kids, but they're not interested in showing it. It's kind of like The Office a little bit, yeah, where yeah. it's pretty much how they're they in... exist in relation to the Greendale or The Office. Uh, this episode decides to do otherwise with it, and it goes pretty far in that direction with most of the main characters so I think just like any of the like paintball episodes, how it's important that they start with what we're used to, it's important that this episode does too, that we're all in the study group and it's a, a really funny scene. Well, and it's such a funny like – and I don't know whether this is more of a writing choice or directing choice, but to start yeah. with like the two years or like, okay, they sang Happy Birthday to Troy. And then no, Pierce well, like, what it is is – up until like two years ago, you still had to pay copyright to use <laughs> the happy birthday song. Oh, did those sisters finally die? Yeah. Or it's not that. It's the copyright law is something silly like a hundred years after the death of the person who wrote it. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And yeah. it's finally not copyrighted anymore, so people are starting to use it. But there there used to be a thing on sitcoms where they would often make jokes about how they can't sing the happy birthday song. So they'd mm. make one up or they'd do something like here. It's yeah. just funny that in a community way they tie it into how they didn't actually sing happy birthday to him. I like because that. He's That's a even funnier. Witness. Yeah. But there, it goes deeper than that. It's because they literally can't. That's and they decided funnier. to make a joke out of it. Yeah. Super funny. Yeah. And Pierce calls it out. Uh, We don't get a lot of Pierce in this episode. And honestly, because of the type of episode it ended up being, I think it's for the best. And I think what we do get is... is Pretty funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pierce has been kind of on a roll this season. And Uh that roll is about to continue. This episode, uh, when we see Pierce, we're setting up that he's such an outcast from the rest of the group and that it's going to lead to Advanced Dungeons and Dragons in a few weeks where mm-hmm. he's a complete supervillain to the study group. Yeah. And, and we're we're kind of seeing that. But yeah, everyone's gathered at the study table to celebrate Troy's birthday even though they can't do it. And it's cute how uh, supportive of Troy's belief system the entire study group is to the point of the super iconic birthday cake that says, you know, hello during a random dessert. <laughs> the month and day of which coincide numerically with your expulsion from a uterus. And the way Donald sells it as he reads it, and I, I never cry, but it's really funny. It, it kicks off from the beginning that this is going to be a great Troy episode, maybe, probably, definitely the best Troy episode mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. I I think that it also shows how much the study group has grown in their tolerance and acceptance, especially Shirley, because Shirley is like, 
especially in season one for a lot of it is like christianity or going to hell and surely might have been like just saying happy birthday well it might help the jehovah's witnesses an offshoot of christianity yeah. yeah yeah but everyone's really cool about it britta and jeff are playing along you know and the bits here are funny because it it's a little silly that Britta's the one who's like, guys, come on, we need to study for finals. I don't really, I believe that's <laughs> yeah. Danny. Um, but it, it's nice how they bring up that the study group has just started partying for whatever <laughs> to get uh, reasons not to study, like how they celebrated Shirley's niece taking a yeah. bubble bath for the first time. Super funny. Have you ever played Boggle? Is that the one where you have to draw it? <laughs> No, Boggle is like a word game, and I think there are like cubes that have numbers on them, or letters on them, I mean, to build words. Oh. Oh, do you like shake it up in a cup and then whatever That's the letters Yahtzee. land on? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I haven't played Boggle, but I've played some like generic spinoff so, of Boggle that we played on Wednesday night church group. <laughs> So what I'm learning, and as I learned from You Can't Disappear show for our <laughs> podcast today, which you can check out live every week and see all of them at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast, uh, that Steven thinks he's seen the film almost famous, <laughs> but doesn't know a single thing about it and, 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 and is so certain that he's seen it, but clearly hasn't. That's kind of your experience with Boggle. Yeah. You're like, I've played Boggle, and then someone brings it out, and you're like, what the f*** is this? What is this? <laughs> it's you the know, one Boggle. With, the, with the little die in the middle, and you press it, and you're like, oh, you're in trouble, and you have to <laughs> go around the board. And then you have to Jenga. <laughs> and the first person to a Monopoly wins. Exactly. King me. But yeah, they're talking about the silly parties that they've done, and Shirley really actually was convinced that her niece's bath was a good reason to get the group together and have a party. Mm-hmm. And then we get a funny Pierce bit where he brings up that it's his it was his birthday and nobody mentioned it or did anything. And they take advantage of, you know, we haven't mentioned uh, Pierce is still in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and he's got the casts on and he's got a pain pill ad- or a- addiction going on. And so Jeff totally messes with that and talks about how they did throw a birthday party for him and he just doesn't remember it, which Pierce is so out of touch from reality that he doesn't remember it or that he, he, he believes that he wouldn't remember it. So he just goes with it. Yeah. And it shows how deep he is now and just popping the pills constantly because he's probably forgetting so much stuff that he's like, oh shoot, don't, don't look embarrassed. Just play it cool. I mean, it's probably not like he remembered that much to begin with you know Mm -hmm. like he's had some situations like this before the pain pills yeah (laughs) it's true and he goes they all talk about how it was this best the best party ever and pierce snaps right into of course i remember it what a party and then we get another funny troy bit with him taking advantage of this uh and saying that the (laughs) pierce owes him money for the cake and what who calls him out oh the keg deposit i thought it was cake deposit That'd be even better. <laughs> and Brit is like, Troy, come on. And Jeff's like, Troy, come on. <laughs> and then Troy gives the absolute most adorable smile <laughs> back to Jeff. It's so sweet. And this episode, Donald Glover really shovels on the boyish charm that Troy has. And it does so much for the little journey that the character goes on through yeah. this episode. It's great. I, I, I haven't you know, hesitate to say that Troy's my favorite character in the show. And I think this episode just reaffirms that so much. And was just so, I enjoyed watching it so much. Well, what it is for me is that 
Troy is one of the only characters left that we haven't, you know, dug a little bit deeper. Yeah. He, he just kind of is Troy. He's just kind of plain and and a little unintelligent and yeah. and and like a golden retriever kind of. But mm-hmm. this episode by the end of it certainly like Troy is just a guy like any of the other ones who is stumbling along the way to figure out who he is like the rest of them are. And I, we needed an episode like that for Troy yeah. really bad. And they did a great job on this one. After the theme song, he's opening up presents, and Abed got him kick puncher Detroit from someone he knows <laughs> in Detroit because they don't like it there. <laughs> Which is a funny joke. And we're bringing up here that uh, as they're eating cake and, and, and giving out presents, we're talking about how it's, it's Troy's 20th birthday that he can't believe I'm finally 20. Do you have any idea how old Donald was here? He he's was probably like 26. Six or seven. You think right? he's that old? Well, I, I think he's probably that old. Maybe I don't 25. think he's. I don't think he's that much older than thirty now. Oh yeah, that's fair. He might be like thirty three or thirty four. So maybe he was like twenty twenty three. Maybe he was like twenty four. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just trying to figure it out because he really, like I said, he lays on all the boyish charms, but he definitely looks older than twenty. Yeah. It's just weird because he went from looking like this to looking like a grown ass man. Yeah. Like, it was just a beard. That's all it took. Pierce is really struggling with the cake. He keeps saying, like, oh, there's strawberries underneath it or something like that. And he's, like, (laughs) digging into it, and he's just gone. And I really don't like the line when Shirley tries to help him, and he says that he broke his legs, not his gender. Yeah, it's a very Pierce. And the the look that Jeff gives afterwards, you know, just uh, gives all away how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. And he starts reading off facts about Troy that she's put together, which is how we get to that Troy is a year older than what he thinks he Mm -hmm. is. And it tracks really well. That's a really well thought out way to get to that because Annie would totally do that. Be like, well, what can I learn about Troy and and bring up in front of everyone? Uh, That Troy's birthday is tomorrow, December 4th. Idiot, 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 I should have (laughs) known. Tyra Banks, Marissa Tomei were born the same day and French cinematographer Claude Remier. I love the look that Jeff gives when she just says Tyra Banks' name. That was pretty freaking funny. I didn't see it. What did he do? He just was like, made like a doesn't like face. Tyra Banks. I don't really yeah. like Tyra Banks. Well, no. I remember when Nick Cannon got fired from America's Got Talent, and mm-hmm. Tyra Banks was the replacement for like two years, and she was like such an awful host of Yikes. that show. Yikes! <laughs> She's hosting Dancing with the Stars now, and is not doing a good job. Annie brings up like astrological stuff about Troy, and it's not what. Troy remembers to be true of himself, so this is how we figure out that, yeah, that Troy is older than what he has always believed that he is. Uh, Meanwhile, (laughs) there's the really funny uh, little interaction where Pierce is still struggling with this cake, and Jeff's like, what the hell are you doing? And Pierce is like, who made this cake anyway? And Abed, who every time he speaks in this episode, cuts straight to the point in a really great way. He's like, a cake maker at a cake store. And Pierce is back. He did it wrong. (laughs) It's a really funny moment. So, Troy, it's not even that he misremembers. He knows that he was born in 1989. (laughs) Which, so he was born 21 years ago. And his parents told him that everyone is 10 for two years because fifth grade is really hard for everyone. But he's a 
one-year-old man, and now they can go to a bar, and I like how Jeff immediately says, well, then this party is no longer acceptable. Yeah. We have to go to a bar. <laughs> and I like this because, you know, Jeff and Britta have their thing going on this whole time, which I don't dislike in this episode. I think it's it's really funny, and it's very much, like, at each other, you know, and that's... Yeah. I like it. Yeah. But I love that they genuinely, at first, at least, want to give Troy a really fun time. They're like, oh, well, we have to go out. It's his 21st birthday. We know we're his friends. And to start right away, though, to how it how it's relatable here, I feel like when you turn 21, there are a lot of people who are like, oh, man, you're 21. Let's get you to the bar. But it's yeah. always about how they have an excuse to now go to out go to, to a to bar. bar. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is right away here, especially for Tro- uh, for Jeff and Britta who get right up yeah. and are ready to go. And Shirley, you know, kind of hinting at her thread through this episode, mm-hmm. she's a little bit standoffish right away and brings up how they were just complaining about how they were having parties for lame stuff. But yeah. this isn't a lame stuff. It, it's, it, it sets up the Troy taking his first bath of manhood and, and Troy saying that he wants to bathe in manhood. <laughs> really funny line mm. everything that's carrying on throughout the episode kind of picks up here because Jeff and Britta immediately start arguing over what bar they should go to they mm. both bring up a different bar Jeff bringing up L Street and Britta bringing up the red door and immediately they both say that one is lame one is hipster and it's it's annoying and it's not a good color which I'll say living in Chicago I've absolutely heard this exact argument between people before because there are so many bars and everyone has their like niche bar they like to go to definitely heard this one before and I'm like and that's another I just thing want to wear alcohol I didn't think that Jeff was unlikable in this episode the way that he Mm-mm. has been in the past even though he kind of is yeah because it's so true to life that there mm-hmm. is the guy that's like that and the guy who knows everything there is to know about a bar it's like i know this really cool place now this was a cool bar that i went to one time but it's very much this vibe where it's like a secret door that's like painted over and like you only know it's there if you like know it's there and so you go yeah. and open it and there's like a long line inside that's pretty cool it was a really cool place. I would do something like that sometime. Yeah, the drinks were like 20 bucks, but it was really cool. <laughs> that, that's always what places like that are like. Yeah. It was the coolest place I've ever been to. I spent $100 and didn't feel You're like not allowed to use your phone at all in there, and it's like really dark. Wow. There's only like candlelight on the tables. Steven, did you get sent to a cult? I think maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like this bit here with Britta where she says that she's never been to the bar and but she's never been to Beirut, but she wants to go because she well, hears and she, that like, they... Nobody said anything about Beirut or, like, was going to question her on not going. Yeah, and but I like Troy, who's, like, an impatient child. Like, it's my birthday. It's like, don't do this today, Britta. Like, please. <laughs> this is a great freeze of Jeff's, like, just sticking his tongue out of his mouth. Like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Jeff thinks that uh, Britta's suggestions are just hipster, and it's really, again, and as this episode makes really clear at the end of it, a glimpse into what's going on between Jeff and Britta right now. Mm -hmm. They've been hooking up. uh, They're not in a relationship, but they're starting to have some of that annoyingness of a couple that shouldn't be together. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's not the best color on them, but I love the way that this show has set this all up without telling us. Yeah, right? And it's funny, like, watching it now, and, like, it's very clear that they're, like, hooking up. But yeah. I feel like when I watched this, I, I wasn't thinking that at the time. Yeah. It made me laugh here when Shirley mentions the place that she wants to go <laughs> and that they have virgin mudslides and Bur- <laughs> Britta's. Those are milkshakes. <laughs> Peg Lake Pablo's sounds like the most fun, adorable little place, though. 
Annie is the only one who's still too young to get into a bar. And it's super relatable to be that person. And then everyone's like, oh, well, that sucks. See you later. <laughs> this was quite literally me because I'm, you know, the youngest in my friend group at most times. Um, yeah. And I, when I moved to Chicago, I still wasn't 21. And, you know, yeah. Chicago, it's a little easier probably to get into places. But there are a lot of places I just couldn't go because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, have fun, everybody. That's how it was with my significant other because they turned 21 Janu- the end of January 2020. Mm-hmm. So, right, we went to Disney World. We were in Disney World a year ago today. And That's then crazy. everything closed. So yeah. they haven't really been able to go to bars or really go anywhere. Yeah. It was weird. I was dating – this was probably the, the, the time that I hated being not 21 most. When I was dating somebody who was a little bit older than me right. and I was oh, 19. Oh, Steven was dating someone a little bit older than I know. Who would have thought? That's so out of Who's, character. Who would ever suspect that from me? It's almost like you advertise yourself as that. You know, I it's a secret. I try and keep it on the low. I keep We've my personal talked about it many times. Secret. Um, I'm going to come clean. I have a tendency to like people that are a little bit older sometimes right. than I am. But like that's why he and really I get along so well. It is. It was really frustrating for her because she was like, "Wow, I sure would like to go do things, but you're 12." And I'm like, "Well, don't date a 12 year old. <laughs> don't date a 12 year old. I'm all man now." But it's relatable here to be the person in this situation. I was mm-hmm. never. I never had a friend like Britta who can get a fake ID. Uh, yeah, Brita, me neither. Britta can get like friends. a stolen idea for Annie. That's just someone else's idea. Yeah, is that woman dead? What? Ha- <laughs> And I like the look that Annie gives there as she stands up. She's got like a – yeah, she's getting up, but she's like still going. Mm-hmm. She doesn't protest or say anything, but you can just see in her eyes that she's like, oh. Yeah, she's like, all right. I'm not going to not come. Jeff and Britta still arguing over what bar they're going to go to, and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And they agree on Flanahan's hole. And that's where they all decide to go. So the dudes are rolling with Jeff, and the girls are rolling with Shirley, and Pierce is still trying to figure out the cake. (laughs) And they're gone, and he's still there. (laughs) Now we get a lot. There's now a chunk of this episode that just takes place in the two cars. Yeah. And I kind of like these scenes. It's the way that they set up the, the characters in a different way together. Uh, this is when Annie starts her thing about the fake ID and the personality that she puts on in this episode because of it. Mm-hmm. And we get the scene that you mentioned where they're talking about white brunettes looking the same and Anne Hathaway <laughs> looking like Annie. Which is really funny. And one thing I'll give even more credit to this episode, too. Um, we've talked in the past about how they don't always split up the guys and the girls very well. It's hard to yeah. do both well. This is a great part where they split up the guys and the girls in these little kind of groups but they do it really well it's not well because a lot of times if you're in a friend group even though like i don't sometimes it does happen that way all the Mm -hmm. dudes get in one car and all the girls get in the other car totally yeah it doesn't feel and especially like a couple weeks ago when we had an episode that tried to do that and it didn't work so well where Mm -hmm. it was the girls doing something together this feels like a group of girls that have spent a lot of time together and know each other and are just hanging out in a car Mm mm-hmm Annie picks up a couple of details from Britta about the fake ID that she has and the type of people that, like, sell their IDs to get money when they're trying to leave the state. Yeah. And that's when Annie starts picking up this. And it's kind of a, a running thread off of last week how she had so much control over what was happening and her whole, like, maybe I'll just take everything loosey-goosey. Mm-hmm. It's kind of going off of that when she sees that 
this girl Caroline Decker was a was a like a drifter kind of you know was a yeah. was a easygoing person. Annie wants to adopt that personality because maybe because of last week's episode, she's feeling kind of down on herself in the way that she acts sometimes. Yeah, which. The episode does have a message of how Annie should be happy with herself, but I get Annie's struggle here. She She's becoming a little more self-aware, I think. Well, yeah, and I think that she's starting to realize, really, this whole run of episodes leading up to um, the one before Dungeons & Dragons, too. Yeah. Um, which we got to talk about on the Save Greendale Committee, so check that out. Dungeons & Dragons? No, the episode one before, before Dungeons & Dragons. Yes, we got to talk about celebrity pharmacology with the Save Greendale Committee. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Ed, our friend from the Black Lives Matter rewatch, and his new co-host, Bo. And yeah. it was one of the most fun podcasting experiences I've had yet. We laughed yeah. so much. That was so fun. And I'm really looking forward to it coming out and to being able to share it. Absolutely. Yeah. So stay tuned for that, peeps. Um, but back to this one, yeah, I think that Annie really is starting to grow up, and I think that she is starting to kind of realize that maybe some of the the goals that she set for herself when she got clean and was like, okay, I'm this new Annie, this is a new way I'm approaching life, maybe she doesn't always love how that makes her act or how it makes her feel. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's relatable to when you get to a point where, like, you learn that some of the quirks you've hated, they're not going to go away. Yeah. And you have to learn how to deal with them and help yourself in spite of them. And I feel like that's a thing that I'm struggling – not struggling with, but that I that I got to a point where it's a good point to be like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't need to get rid of all these things about myself and change all these things about myself. I need to learn how to make them a part of who I am. I don't know. I think last year definitely I, I could say I had like a moment like that where I was like, you know what? You know who are you? But no, you kind of have well, like yeah. a mini existential crisis. I have it about like, every ten are, minutes. Yeah, yeah. you're like okay, these are things that I like or don't like about myself, but they're who I am, and I'm gonna do what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And if doing that means you know embracing that, I just have to keep killing. Yeah, you know I'm just gonna keep on killing. And now my room is filled with anime shit. So and bodies and bodies. Let the bodies hit the floor. That's why we we never see Steven from the neck down. Uh, I want to thank one of our sponsors today, Oversized Black Trash Bags. <laughs> Are you trying to get rid of something that you don't want your nosy neighbors peering into? Oversized Black Trash Bags. Do you have a lot of leaves or limbs that you need to dispose of? Oversized Black Trash Bags. Moving out of your parents' house? Oversized Black Trash Bags. <laughs> moving into your parents' house? After moving back into your parents' house? The, the same, same oversized <laughs> black trash bag. We knew you didn't throw them out for a reason. Dead parents and moving stuff out of their house? A oversized. somber... <laughs> yeah. A somber condolence from oversized black trash bags. Did you kill your parents and now you're moving the bodies somewhere else? Oversized black trash bags. We won't ask if you won't tell. Moving out of the state because your neighbors saw too much? Oversized black trash bags. Moving into your neighbor's house now because they saw too much? Oversized black trash bags. You nice. can't live another second of this horrible, miserable life and you just wanted to slowly be sucked out of your lungs? <gasps> Oversized black trash bags. Thank you for being a sponsor. We really appreciate it. Um, we'll sell out for anyone. Yeah. 
So make sure you pick up your oversized black trash bags. No matter, I use them every week. Yeah, no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, they're there for you. Promo code oversized black trash bag. <laughs> so the girls in the car, this is where they start doing some accent work, and Annie's trying to sound like a Texan, and she sounds just like Sandy Cheeks. Yeah. And Shirley does the I guarantee. <laughs> Doesn't sound like anything. No. Annie starts researching Corpus Christi on her phone, and Britta just wants her to relax and have a good time, but that's not who Annie is. And I relate to this, too. I'd be thinking some of these same things. I never was in a situation where I – I mean, sure, I was around alcohol before I was Mm -hmm. 21, but I wasn't trying to get into bars or anything. So I never had a situation where I had a fake ID or – didn't have an ID and was trying to get into a place. and So I never really thought about this stuff, but I bet I would have if I had. Oh, totally. I Now, I've been in some situations where I had my regular ID that was not 21, and I mm-hmm. definitely either knew a bouncer or had a little way to get in before yes, I Steven was Yes, Stephen has a large group of bouncer friends. I sure do. Uh, it, actually, it's funny because I had a friend who had a large group of bouncer friends, mm. and she got us into a lot of places because she was also not 21. <laughs> really, you know. And you're both white brunettes, so you. Exactly. So you, we could they use don't each ask any questions. Idea. It was great. Yeah. So Annie's stressing about this, is trying to figure out what type of person she's going to be, and that's when Jeff calls Britta to say that the first bar they were going to is closed. Uh, and they're still arguing over the other bars, so they can't decide on the same place but they come to one or jeff suggests the place what is it on third and water yeah third and water and that's another place that they've both been to that they can kind of agree on that would be fine so they decide to go there they agree that's where they're going the ballroom third and water and britta asks shirley to drive there and it immediately shirley is like oh no (laughs) I like how she goes to Jeff and, like, Shirley's pushing back. Like, (laughs) this whole exchange is really nice, too. The lines about plastic menus and then how Troy takes that later and reflects back on it right here when Troy says, what, plastic menus are bad? And this is setting up the thing where Troy, throughout this episode, okay, to liken it again to both uh, Nerdstalgia, which you can see on Patreon, Mm -hmm. and our Can't Disappree show with Danny today, uh, to liken it to, like, the SpongeBob movie. Yeah. The SpongeBob movie is about SpongeBob, uh, a a boy who's growing into a young man and is still very childish and has this image of like a man being something that you become, not Mm -hmm. something that you are. That's what Troy's going through here, where with something like, oh, plastic menus, this is just one of one of those things that I need to learn where he feels like uh, becoming a man is like an achievement that you earn. But it's not. It's Lily and I were talking about this yesterday. It's becoming an adult. It's a gradual process. But Mm -hmm. but more to the person, it feels like one day all of a sudden it's like, whoa, I'm an adult. Yeah, totally. You know I what think I mean? Like, it's a long of, process, mm-hmm. but we have a moment where you're like, yep, yeah, I am an adult now. Well, one of my favorite parts of this episode, or I guess one of my favorite themes in this episode, is, and which I relate to, is, is Troy having these people that are older than him that he idolizes, kind of, and he's like, okay, this is what it means to be a cool adult. Like, I like these things about Jeff. I like and these things And they're idiots, just like he is. Yeah, 
And there's kind of that moment that I think we all hit at some point where somebody who like is a few years older than that we look up to, we're like, oh, you're, you're not, you know, you don't have it together either, you know? So I guess maybe I'm, I'm doing okay. Yeah. So it's, yeah. They're off the phone and Troy gives his thing about plastic menus being bad because they seem like such a good idea. <laughs> I like Abed all throughout this episode, how he's just kind of a standby and he just is reacting to what's going on. Um, and Jeff, I think, has a pointed and kind of sad line here where he talks to Troy about how he's entering the next stage of his life. And sadly, it's the last stage, but now they're equals and Troy is a man. And it's something that Troy wants to hear from a guy like Jeff, but I feel like it's coming from... I don't well, know. The, and I mean, think about that. What that means Jeff for is. Jeff is, is Jeff foresees that this is what his life is now. Like you know, when he, he doesn't could start getting drunk, he was a man. Yeah. Like he yeah. doesn't think of like, he's like, this is the final chapter, not, you know, starting a family or getting married. He's like, you know, I'm just going to, that's a good on Jeff. Insight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like here the, the first time Troy brings up, well, maybe later you'll let me drive your car. And Jeff just starts laughing, and then Troy starts laughing, and then Abed starts awkwardly laughing because he sees them laughing. No. Jeff says, no way, and Troy's, like, mimicking him, like, wrecking the car. Super funny. And let's take a quick sidestep because we're we're to the point when they get to the bar. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about each of our 21st birthdays. Okay. Well, we talked probably a little bit about mine before because we spent it together. I saw some pictures recently from that weekend. It made it really yeah, made it my heart was happy. Four years ago, recent or three years yeah. ago, recently. Three years ago, recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so for my twenty-first birthday, it was before Stephen had moved to Chicago, but it was when he was dabbling and pretty mm-hmm. certain on moving and moving to Chicago. Yeah, and we went together to see Hamilton. And the night before, which was I was my birthday. Was your birthday? We went to a really cool restaurant that we talked about on a pre-show. We haven't talked about here. That was spy themed. That you walk in the door to the restaurant, which is hard to find, and it's like you're in an office building, and there's this guy like working in his office, and you have to like know the secret for him to like open the secret door to find this place. It's like really deep, and it's really fun. And we went there, and then we went to an Irish pub together. Yeah. And Stephen was not yet 21 at the time. Was not. So we had a little bit of an experience there, and it was a really good time. And we stayed in a hostel downtown Chicago, (laughs) and then we saw Hamilton the next day. It was a pretty yeah. uh, That was an incredible first birthday. Incredible weekend. It was a cool trip. So much fun. I don't know if I know what your 21st birthday was like then. I don't know if I know. No, so were you I, living in Chicago? I then? was living in Chicago. I right, lived here. You, for... you had your friend who could get you into places. Exactly. Right? So okay. I so I lived here for a little less than a month at that point because I think I moved at the very beginning of June and my birthday's at the end of June. So I uh, was working that day, but not even at my studio because when I first was moving to Chicago, uh, most of the week I was at the studio I work at. But then on Thursdays I would go with a few other new people and we'd train at the Lakeview Studio where Danny works. If you watched mm. the pre-show today. Um, and we would train there. So my birthday was on a Thursday, so I was there training, and everybody there wore green because it was my was, was my favorite color, which That's was really so sweet. cute. Yeah, and then afterwards, uh, we went out dancing, and I was still pretty new, so I mean, I knew like a little bit of stuff, but I wasn't great yet, but I really right. liked, you know, going out dancing. I still do. You know, I can't... That's that's the thing that I'm waiting... I'm most excited about when, like, to stuff opens back up. To be able to do again. Yeah, totally. to go out and social dance. Um, but went out dancing... 
uh, drank a fair amount, and that was fun. But then the next day, I was at the studio that I that I work at, and so then they took me out to this really cool place. Um, there's a hotel that opened up pretty recently um, right by the studio, and it's really cool because it's like a hotel upstairs, but the first floor is like a bar, but it's also like a they have a bunch of like board games and like cards against oh, humanity cool. like all over the place that are just there to play like giant cool. Jenga and all that stuff. And so we went to that bar and played games and drank some really cool drinks. And what was the was bar really called? Cool. Uh, the Moxie. Mm, there's a bar like that that I've heard about in Chicago that I want to go to sometime. I don't um, know there's another one called. Oh, what's it called? Because I went to another one that's like multiple floors of like all games. There's like a VR that's like station cool. and like bowling. That's super that cool. one's really cool too. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. I really enjoyed my 21st birthday. And then my mom came up that weekend because her birthday is a few days after mine. And we got to go out together a few places. And that was really fun, too, because I really do love my mom. And I think especially, you know, now that I'm away in my yeah away and in my 20s. And whenever we get to hang out, it's always really fun because like we just get to like hang out. And that's cool. That is cool. Yeah. So our study group's getting to this bar, and uh, I didn't quite understand why Troy said hello, former enemy, to him. Do I think just because he's a, a bouncer that Troy's probably tried to get into bars before and hasn't gotten in was how I took that. You think that's what it is? Okay. Yeah. That tracks. Jeff backs him up, says he's 21 at midnight, and that's cool. <laughs> they let him in, and they all go in. Uh, Shirley is just dragging her feet. Annie's trying to practice her personality, and Britta's just trying to be like, come on, dude, don't do that, because if she does, <laughs> I mean, it works in her favor, I guess, in this episode, but it, it makes it look so much worse if she, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's so many red flags, you know? It's, it's back to the, you know, my favorite fake ID in all of uh, media history is McLovin, right? Yeah. And it's like... Well, the funny thing about that one is it it kind of works. Yeah, it. <laughs> I hate that it does, <laughs> but I, it's it's hilarious. And the whole time I was thinking, I was like, "What would McLovin do here?" It'll but be it's, interesting it's, because when I have a child, I will be naming him McLovin as and you should. Only, in McLovin only. So mm-hmm. his ID will say that, and I'm sure it'll I look a lot wait. like the original McLovin. I hope so. Kid's a movie star. <laughs> yeah, For, he's a close friend of Joel McHale's. Oh, you told me that. That's they so play cool. Call of Duty together, which is hilarious. Yeah. But Annie's still spiraling because of this, and she's a hot girl. They're good for business. It's going to be fine. So she walks up, shows the ID, or doesn't even show the ID. She just gets right in. But Britta, oh, excuse me. But Britta, when she walks up, gets the the bartender or the bouncer treatment. Yeah, even with the UV light. Yeah, checks the ID. And it's kind of uh, starting down that train of jokes of Britta that aren't my favorite. They kind mm-hmm. of like treat her like, ew, Britta, when Gillian Jacobs is an insanely beautiful woman. Yeah. And the Britta of the character is as well. But it is kind of funny. Maybe it's that thing because of like once you're a couple years older, nobody really gives a shit about you. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and, and I think this, you know, we see Britta's face when she walks through and she's very clearly like I understand. upset by this. And I think this is probably what starts her drinking so much tonight. I mean, obviously the Jeff thing, her going back and forth, has a big part of it. Sure. But that probably definitely accelerated the process just a little bit. And then, of course, it's it, this is a great Shirley episode, which we mm-hmm. don't get to say too often. When she walks up, the bouncer cracks this huge smile. And says, oh, Shirley, <laughs> it's great to see you. And Shirley pull, pulls this large, imposing man real close to her and says, you don't know me. 
And Yvette sells that line really, really well. You yeah. don't know me. And the way she's saying it to herself as she walks away, she <laughs> says, like, you don't know me. Like, yeah, that worked. That yeah. worked. Now everyone's seated inside the bar, and we really see a lot of the phases of what it's like to go to a bar with a group, the way that it starts with everyone at the same table, and it slowly uh, goes to the people who are together separately to the people who kind of take to themselves and go sit at the bar. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool and true to what it's like. Yeah, I'm definitely a wanderer. I will like have a home base at the table, but I will bounce around all around. I not as much as like some people I know, but I definitely am one of those who likes to make friends at the bar and totally. So especially because a lot of times I go out like and to I'm strangers, dancing. you'll go talk yeah. to strangers. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm. I love to meet new people, but I'm in today's day and age. And, oh, yeah. And with my anxieties, I, I think I'd have trouble just going up to people I don't know. But mm-hmm. in a social dancing experience, yeah, like, it's situation, a it's a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I think anyone honestly, wants that's me to helped come up to them lot, and start dancing. Like breaking the ice with people. Like, I can, out I here. can see that. Cause like it's it's a place where like you're expected to be like dancing with people or like if I've already like even like we go to some places that are not necessarily dance places but if enough of us dancers are there dancing that makes it a lot easier because you know if you go up to somebody and they're like oh that's really cool and that kind of helps yeah as an in yeah I don't think anyone would be coming up to me and saying oh th- they might be like oh that's really cool <laughs> Zach I can get you dancing we'll we'll do it you take well to it. I just want to hold you close. That's Tiny okay. Dancer. Yeah. <laughs> like in Almost Famous, you know, when they're all in the car with the with the ballerinas and Tony Danza's there. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was one of the better parts, definitely. Mm-hmm. So they're all sitting at the table at the bar um, talking about how there are also pictures all over the bar that are of, like, the regulars of the place. That's a pretty common thing mm-hmm. on bars where, like, maybe not always pictures, but, like, sometimes there's, like, dollar bills all over the, the bar mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's just to set up how we're going to see Shirley's picture on the wall of this bar a lot of times. Yeah, and I miss the cute Troy line there where he's like, you think someday I'd make it up on this wall? Aw. <laughs> it's adorable. And Jeff says, dream a little smaller. <laughs> Shirley sees one of herself and swipes it, and we see the bartender for the first time, who is a really talented comedian named Tig Notaro. Do you know Tig Notaro? I or did is... not, no. She's really, really funny. Um, okay, I'll have to watch she's it. She's been in the comedy scene for a long time. She had a short-lived TV show on Amazon called One Mississippi that I really enjoyed a lot. She's been huh. a really outspoken, like, LGBT icon for a long time. Awesome. Yeah. So I really cool like show up. the way they do her character mm-hmm. in this episode, because a lot of times the bartender is like tell me what's ailing you and like does like too much which bartenders are not like that she's at all she's kind of doing her job she listens to everyone but yeah, yeah. and i think that's, that's kind of what bartenders of are like bartender. they they listen to everyone but they're not exactly uh fishing for them to yeah. be telling their life story. she's not I mean, she's busy she's not gonna be sitting there cleaning the same yeah. glass for 20 minutes while talking to you about your life britta orders her drink that she orders all night of vodka neat with four olives and everyone agrees how wholesome it is that troy is waiting till midnight to take his Mm -hmm. first drink which is really sweet it is really cute i think we drove to chicago on my birthday so i don't think yeah we got there and i don't think i was anywhere the night before and then i yeah then i think we got there and i was yeah Mm mm-hmm I remember the morning after when we saw Hamilton that we oh, got like, yeah. an, didn't we get an early lunch before Hamilton at that taco place? We did. And, and we I had, got a margarita. 
Yeah, and then we at Hamilton, I think, got a beer or two or two. I think I got like a mix because I still have the cup. I got oh. like a souvenir drink that came with a souvenir plastic cup. I still drink. I out think of I cup. might have ordered a beer there, even though I wasn't twenty-one. I don't think they asked. I don't think that's true. No, they I definitely like, did. You carded, get me a beer there. They definitely carded me when I went. Maybe I did. Maybe you got a mix drink for you and a beer for me. Maybe I did. I yeah. don't remember. <laughs> I'll also do you remember I always forget about this part of the story I was pretty sick yeah 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 I was kind of fine the night the first night but wasn't feeling the best mm-hmm. and then the day we saw Hamilton and driving home that night I was sick I forgot like, that and not too. like hungover sick or anything I was just, just like, like sick and then sick. I was sick for like a week mm-hmm yeah. yeah, you held out that trip, though, which was good. You well, I had to. I was, yeah, well, yeah. We were going to not Hamilton. see Hamilton, yeah. Yeah. That was a cool birthday. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of and fun for me, too. It's cute and wholesome that Troy is waiting, and the first time the waitress says anything or the bartender says anything to uh, Annie about, like, hey, what do you want? She's immediately like, water, and says where she's from and her zip code. <laughs> I definitely, for a little while before I was 21, which, you know, not that there was a long time where I was in Chicago before I was 21, but I definitely like, I'll start with a Coke is what I'd always do. And then I would order something non-threatening after that. When you weren't 21? Yeah. I'll start with a Coke. (laughs) (laughs) You think you sounded like that, but it was probably like, I'll start with the Coke. (laughs) Uh, One Coca-Cola, please. (laughs) Hold the whiskey. (laughs) Ha ha. For now, I'll have it straight now so I can have a double later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't drink, kids. Yeah. Don't drink, kids. We know you're listening. And, Mom, I was 21 when I had my first alcoholic beverage. These are all just stories to make the internet like me. The bartender asked Annie why she's in town, and she (laughs) flounders. To mm-hmm. mention our Act Trivia sponsored flavor of the week. Act Trivia. She flounders and she uses the voice, but she's like, oh, well, I'm just wavering around here and there. <laughs> I love the bartender just like, okay, clearly this is what's she's happening like, here. All right. <laughs> but Annie's like, I did it. And Britta even says, you're in the bar. You don't have to do anything anymore. The idea, The ID worked. I like the moment of Abed realizing where Asteroids is and just saying they have Asteroids slide out to Shirley. And Shirley's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> this is everyone starting to split up a little bit. Shirley is going to take a look around, namely probably to look for other pictures of herself on the wall that she can hide from the study group. It's sad, Shirley's yeah. thing here. Do it you is. think it's out of the blue for the character or do you think it works pretty well? I just think it works pretty well because Shirley is, you know – she's around Jeff's age and Jeff's not young. So there's been a lot of time, you know, I think that it's very reasonable that Shirley, you know, was grew up very religious and probably had a time as most people who do grow up very religious where they, you know, kind of either have like a wild streak or have something they're going through. And I think that it's, it's very feasible because Shirley's not a not fun person and she loves to be part of a group and she loves, she's ashamed of some stuff like that. Yeah. And And so I think disappointed in herself and, because mm-hmm. of it yeah and i can totally see her like going to this bar every night because she had nothing else to do and she knew people there and wanted to have fun and now she's so far removed from that that it's a shame shameful thing for her because I mean, she has young kids she you know she's trying to get her life around she's in school mm-hmm. she has this group of friends that she values and that value her you know mm-hmm. to some degree i think 
that she I think was a you're right. Worried I... that they would see this and it would be like, oh no, this is gonna ruin their image of me, and they're gonna, you know, think I'm a fake or a phony. I completely agree with you. It's nice of Jeff as Annie's walking off to tell her not to accept any drinks from anybody. Yeah, it's a, it's a smart move. It's mm-hmm. a good idea. Or, or invitations invita- to the bathroom, Britta says. <laughs> They're talking now. It's a lot of this episode is Jeff and Britta and Troy, and mm-hmm. I think this works in a lot of ways because of what happens in the end of the episode, and it also yeah. works because when you're at a bar, you kind of want to hang out with the cool older people. It kind of mm-hmm. makes sense that Troy would want to sit back with Jeff and Britta. Totally, and they're talking to him about what he's gonna order for his first legal drink, and he talks about ordering beer. And they say, "Don't order beer. You've had beer." And he he can't decide what to get because he doesn't really know what anything is. And yeah. that's a super super relatable thing. Uh, mm-hmm. What was your first legal drink that you bought? Was it? A um, beer? It was probably a Jack and Coke. It was, well, I think mine was a beer. It was at mm-hmm. that restaurant that we went to. Yeah. Uh, I think I got like a blue moon. I think I looked at their mixed drinks and they were $18. Yep. And so I got a beer. Yeah. I, yeah, I think mine was probably a Jack and Coke. When I started, well, no, when I started ordering mixed drinks but had no idea what to order, I drank a lot of rum and Cokes because mm-hmm. I knew what it was. Nowadays, if I go to a bar, I like vodka and cranberry juice. Uh, see, I stay away from vodka. I usually either am drinking whiskey or bourbon, or if I'm not going to be drinking whiskey and bourbon, then I'll do tequila. I like tequila. Mm-hmm. Uh, whiskey and bourbon. I don't know. I, they're so spicy. Too yeah, I spicy. Like it. I, I, I got an old fashioned. I got an old fashioned once, and I couldn't do it. Oh, I love old fashions. There's some really Sp- good ones. Too spicy. I'm a I'm a white boy. <laughs> too spicy. Yeah, last night I had a really nice glass of uh, this Japanese whiskey I have that I really enjoy. That's cool. Did yeah, you have to yeah. order it online? Uh, no, I got it as a gift from a student. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I don't really drink alcohol that often. Yeah. I maybe like will have a glass once a week. We'll drink a glass of wine with dinner sometimes. And if we were going out to eat places, I would probably be getting drinks when I go. But we don't, mm-hmm. so I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I really like the idea of having a like really stacked home bar. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of having all the stuff so when people can come over. Like we used to buy stuff like limoncello to make drinks with. I really nice. like limoncello. Yeah, one of my favorite things about my uh, aunt and uncle's place, they have, like, a really cool bar with, like, all the stuff that you need to, like, make shit. Troy decides to get a 7-7 seven and seven because his uncle used to throw a football with him, and he passed away recently, and that was his favorite drink, which I think is really cute. Mm-hmm. And I think that's common, too, is, I mean, me and Steven didn't really have relationships with a father figure like yeah. that so much. I mean, I don't know about your extended family. I didn't really. And mm-hmm. if I, and the ones that I did weren't people that I was around while yeah. they would be drinking. So I think a lot of people that do have uh, things like that, they'll just order what they know. Yeah, regardless totally. of what it is and if they like it or not. You know, if you see your dad order the same beer all the time, you'll probably want to try that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did... Your your family doesn't really drink a lot, do they? No, my mom does a little bit more now, just like ha- like making herself like a drink or something like that every once in a yeah. while. But no, she's never really been a huge. That's kind of how my family is too. They didn't at all when I was growing up, but now mm-hmm. that they're older, I think they do just a little. And bit. I wonder is do you think it's just that now they don't hide it? <laughs> no, I think 
Well, I know that my family there has there's history of alcohol issues in the mm-hmm. past, and I think it's something they try to keep away from. And as they've I gotten older, they've loosened a little bit. Yeah, and I think because of that, I have my head screwed on pretty well with it. Mm-hmm. I never really went too hard with alcohol. Yeah, I definitely have a point where I don't like to drink anymore when I am drinking, and it's not that much. So mm-hmm. I've never really had that much of an issue with it yeah you see i prefer crack cocaine myself well you know for me it's much black smoother. tar heroin i i, right. I, I like the, the, the artistry in it all you know i like the steps two drops of spring water to activate the flavor absolutely that's such a classy way to do it gotta get mm-hmm. a big spoon though jeff and britta tell him not to order it because it's a bad drink it's a drink uh for girls what is a seven and seven do you know seven uh it seven? is seagram seven which is like a uh, whiskey and then seven okay. up and I like seven oh, and seven. I think it's. I good. would probably drink that. That sounds good. Because Seagram Seagram's is a lighter whiskey anyway, so I I like it. Now we're to it's wear... a nice drink like to drink like at events because you don't get too fucked up. Yeah, I like drinks that are kind of refreshing. I like mm-hmm. things made with Sprite or yeah. Yeah. If it, the type of mixed drink I'm into is just about anything on the drink menu at the Dave and Buster's. There you <laughs> go. We went to David Buster's once, didn't we? Did we? Yeah, with uh, there was somebody else with us. At least one. Not after having turned 21, I don't think. No. I know I wasn't. I don't really remember. I don't know. I like Dave & Buster's. I went to Dave & Buster's like a year ago. That's not exactly a place I'm dying to get into right now, but Mm -hmm. uh, I miss it. Stuff like that's fun. Annie sits down and starts talking to the bartender, and that's kind of what she does now that she's getting a little more comfortable in the bar. And it's a little cringy to watch her do the word vomit that she does throughout this episode you don't like it i don't it it, i don't hate it but it's it's one of the few things in this episode that feels a little out of the realm of possibility i think they would be like maybe we should look at this girl's id and i think also annie would be like maybe i shouldn't be saying all these things to these people because i'm gonna get caught yeah, I think she she loses her nerves really quick because she just creates this person. Yeah. Deedly do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. We also get another great uh, guest star appearance in this episode from Mr. Peanut Butter himself, Paul F. Tompkins. Woo woo. Which is really great. And his little subplot with Abed in this episode is interesting. Yeah, I think it's it really works well for me. It's really funny. It's And it's perfect for Abed because Abed is, is just Abed through all of this. And you, and the way they kind of do it is you don't know what's happening necessarily until a little yeah. further into it. But yeah, I, but I like it, it. it's pretty clear. Well, they did a good job casting someone like Paul F. Tompkins and not making it someone who is outwardly, obviously homosexual. Yeah. He, just like how Abed, like, I could see how you could approach him and, I don't know, let's see what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I like how they made it ambiguous until it's not ambiguous anymore. Yeah, he he yeah. walks up to Abed playing the game <laughs> and starts talking about what is he talking about here? Not Farscape yet. Starfighter. Starfighter. I don't know Starfighter. Do you? Know I think Starfighter? Starfighter is a reference. Is that a, a Farscape movie? I'm guessing. That's what I, I thought it was. It, it, sure. Is Farscape real? Farscape's real. Oh shit! I thought it was a made up thing. No, Far, Farscape's real, and so it, they also talk about yeah, he's Stargate. S- they Stargate, that. Yeah. Farscape's real. Oh, damn. <laughs> Frell, yes, I got Starfighter on Blu-ray. <laughs> and I love the way how Abed just turns around and plainly says, you're a fan of the sci-fi original series Farscape. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's like their meet cute moment and i love how plainly abed puts that i think he's really funny and sweet and the guy buys him a drink and they go off to talk about sci-fi stuff and it's fairly innocent at this point meanwhile shirley is collecting more pictures of herself on the wall i wonder how hard it was for them to collect all the photos for this set to cover them with yeah because i wonder if like they're cast members mostly or, or not cast members but like set members and like extra i don't people. know they did mention i don't know if the bar set was but that outside of the bar set they said mm-hmm. was part of the set for the show happy endings oh really And they just like went over there and borrowed their set for a little bit i really like the show happy endings a lot I've seen all of Happy Endings once. I would like not for, since high school. I'd like to watch it mm. again. I really like that show a lot. Yeah, it's I I am kind of sad. I I'm fine. It didn't last longer because I don't like when shows go too long. But it was like the community of like the How I Met Your Mother type shows mm-hmm. with like totally. the friends that hang out at a bar type shows. But it wasn't Friends or How I Met Your Mother or whatever. It, it, yeah. it was a lot more original. There's I some love really a lot funny of jokes, really cast. funny people in it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Pierce shows up at the bar and they said on the commentary for this episode that their goal was really to just like do as much as they could to keep Chevy like away from people. <laughs> I I don't know. I think when he was in this prop, I, I don't know exactly if it was the, his attitude now. They were just like just let him do a thing. And they said that he was very into being stuck in this little tri- like rectangle and doing physical comedy in it. But he also said that like he wouldn't take any direction at all. That he wanted to make up what he was going to do. I think this whole bit's really funny. I think every time they cut back to him still in it, it made me laugh. Yeah. I also learned that – okay, so this kind of tracks. It makes sense. The wheelchair is remote controlled by someone. Uh, mm-hmm. while it's while he's in it like someone else okay and in cooperative calligraphy apparently there's a shot where you can see the guy no really apparently there's a shot where you can see the guy with the controller that's hilarious they mentioned it i definitely didn't see it and i've never heard that before but that's yeah that is pretty funny they said that they edited the episode and they watched it like a thousand times and they didn't notice it until someone pointed it out <laughs> Uh, so Pierce gets ID'd as he's trying to blow his way through into the bar. And Pierce is just like, very funny, punk. Get out of my way. But then he can't get out of the way. It's like that scene in Austin Powers where he's stuck yeah. between the walls. And, yeah, it's just a couple of lines that are thrown in here and there to have Chevy included. But he's very much not included with the storyline mm-hmm. for the episode at all. <laughs> he just bumps into some stuff. And Annie's still sharing way too much information with the bartender about, like, her her lawlessness and, and like, how much of a badass she is. And you're right that the—I feel like here the bartender a little bit is like, oh, wow, really? I bet you get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. How do they not just smell the bullshit? I mean, Annie is very clearly supposed to be 19 years old here, and she yeah. doesn't—I mean, she's talking about stuff like she's lived, like, a full— 45 year old woman's life you know yeah, so, yeah it's not even like the, the girl time. in the picture she the girl in the picture is probably 21 or 22 yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm not exactly known for my sound judgment sips her coke capricious was that the word capricious. that you said uh i might have said something similar or that i'm not totally sure <laughs> we'll check the tape yeah but if she's too busy living life to be learning five dollar words hot damn i like the way that she said that mm-hmm. did you but do you watch saturday night live I do. Basis. I haven't. I haven't watched it recently at all. Okay. There was a weird uh, one in the most recent one where they were singing a song about football called "Hot Damn," and that made me think of it. It was ah. the. It was the one with uh, uh, Dan Levy from Schitt's Creek. 
Okay. Do you know who that is? I know his dad. Yeah. He's really funny. He was a really good SNL host. Mm-hmm. Jeff is, of course, talking about scotch and, like, holding the cup like people who talk about scotch hold the cup. I'm a little and guilty of this because I my uncle so did this to me. I can so see you doing it. And I, you know, I... Yeah. You're I, such an asshole. <laughs> I am. But it's so not my walk, fault. It's walk that me I'm through, around. No, it's your fault. Walk me through. What do you do? All right. So you – now, there's – it depends on the scotch. If you're drinking one that, like, is really expensive, it's kind of disrespectful to put an ice cube in it. Uh, you're like right. Jeff is That's saying. what Jeff's saying here. Yeah. Pull, and so, Maybe water if you want something. Yeah. And so my uncle, literally what he'll do is he'll put water on his fingers and he'll go spritz, spritz into the goddamn – glass and then you shake it around you let it go and when you drink it you're supposed to put it on your tongue and let it sit for a while like just like a little bit and then kind of roll it around on your tongue so your tongue like gets numb to it a little bit because it's you know not pleasant to drink and then you can like then you swallow that little bit and then you drink a little bit more and you can taste it better but it's definitely a sipping drink but the thing is that not all scotches are scotches like the whiskey i was drinking last night is like a scotch but it's japanese because technically scotch is only made in scotland and that's the stuff that tastes like a like a tire but i don't mind that i don't think i've ever liked you less that's fair (laughs) that's okay that's funny though i don't know anything about stuff like that i only know about whiskey just what i hear in movies yeah But I feel like you're you're doing it, but with like a ten dollar bottle of scotch from the CVS. You, know, you like, would spritz, think spritz, 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 mm, blackberry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been very spoiled in my scotch drinking because yeah. I've only had like good scotch. And Are you do you proper twelve? Do you buy scotch or do you? I get a lot of. I get have people that are like, "Hey, you should try this." Whiskey. I guess like, for like you, Christmas and my birthday, I usually get. You've mentioned getting presents from people that you teach dance, and yeah. I'm sure alcohol is an easy gift to give someone. It's that the makes one sense. I get the most. That makes and sense. And I'm fine with it, yeah. Activates the flavor. <laughs> I'm Britta, good lord. <laughs> uh, Britta and Jeff play off of each other, at, or Joel and Gillian play off their drunkenness really, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel's doing a really good job, and Gillian Jacobs doesn't drink alcohol. Really? I don't think she ever has. Uh, wow, I didn't And know that. she plays it off really well for not being a drinker. I think she comes from a family. I don't, I don't know her story exactly, but she's like completely mm-hmm. straight edge. Wow. Good for mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Her and Tyler the Creator, huh? Is Tyler the Creator? He was for a long time at least. I, don't, I think he still is. Hmm. So yeah, they're just talking about the the types of drinks you get at a bar when you're new versus the types of drinks that uh, they get now. And Troy's sitting there totally (laughs) out of place like, I can't wait to understand what you guys are talking about. And that's definitely Very... something that, that feels accurate when you first yeah. start going to a bar. People <laughs> are just doing stuff like, yeah, I'll order a Coors, and I'd be like, oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> What's good? <laughs> <laughs> what do you recommend? What do you like to drink, bartender? Uh, and they're like, uh, motor like, oil. <laughs> <laughs> Turpentine. That sounds great. I'll try one of those. Ooh, There's, yucky, um, yucky. Not for me. So anyone in the Chicago area that listens to the show will know of this drink, but there's this really local kind of infamous drink called Malort, and told, it is technically a, a liqueur. Yeah, and if I were to describe Malort, kids cover your ears, it tastes like somebody 
wrung like they ran like vodka like they poured it in somebody's underwear and then that person wore that underwear and like ran a marathon and then wrung that out into a boot and then wore those boots for three days and then poured it into a shot glass why'd they have to cover their ears for that (laughs) because i normally i normally use the word taint when talking about it because it tastes like taint juice okay i assume but it's it's so bad now that i'm down for yeah you drink it and like, and the, and the joke is when somebody first moves to Chicago, you give them a right. shot of Malort, and you're like, here, try this. You're a Chicagoan now. But I've had like four or five of those motherfuckers, and it's terrible. So terrible. does anybody actually like it? Yeah, it I like know somebody. Prank? I actually know two people that really like it, and they drink it regularly. And I'm like, you're a nut job. It tastes so bad, Zach. You, I feel like it would be spit out of your mouth. I would certainly try. I'll try anything. Mm-hmm. I can do a shot of just about anything. It's more when I'm sipping on a drink. If I don't enjoy the taste, it's, it's hard. an unpleasant experience to get through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But maybe I need to try more. So yeah. now Annie's a waitress for some reason. And she <laughs> yeah. walks up to them. She's like, all right, guys, can I get you another round? I'll be back in two shakes of a rabbit's ass. And walks away. And Jeff gives my favorite line of his of the episode. And he's just like, who the hell was that? Who the hell was that? <laughs> and there's no joke behind it at all. It's not Jeff being sarcastic. He's just a little drunk. And he's like, I feel like I know like, that that's girl. That's not our waitress. Yeah. <laughs> Britta has a very Britta line about going to see the female equivalent of a horse. I don't get that. Because, uh, like, when you go to the bathroom, like, when you see a man about a horse. What? People say that, I guess. People say that, you guess? Yeah. I've never heard that before. Well, you haven't been to enough bars with 40-year-old white men, Zach. I just say, I've got to take a piss. I say, I'm going to go pee-pee. Or uh, break the seal. Break the seal. Mm-hmm, that's a good one. I usually say, because I'm used to talking to my brother and sister when they were, like, babies, and then working in, like, special ed, I always say potty. So I have to not say potty all the time because that's what I use. So is it before or after you've spritzed a little bit of water in your scotch before you tell your fancy <laughs> fancy guests that you have to go take a potty real quick? <laughs> Garbage. Normally a little after. After a couple sips of that scotch, you know, I just mm-hmm. got to tinkle it goes right like no me. other. Yeah. God, <laughs> I, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> this was a very... Uh, I like this part. Jeff and <laughs> Jeff and Troy are talking about Britta. Yeah, Jeff says that Britta's a hurricane, and Troy's like, yeah. And Jeff's like, hurricanes are bad, Troy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> now Pierce is still stuck. He's just, there's literally no point. It's literally just two seconds of him being stuck. They're doing with Pierce in this episode what they normally do with Chang in any given episode. And it's yeah. a little bit like, go over there. I don't know. Go do something. Mm-hmm. Poor Pierce. Abed and I believe his name is Robert. They're mm-hmm. talking still about Farscape or Scape Far or Stargate or Gated Stars. Starship and, Troopers, three. And the guy really does start being kind of an ass to Abed. It's really yeah. like Abed maybe sure this guy's trying to hook up and Abed's not picking up any of the things. But the guy's like, hey, drink your beer faster. And Abed's just like making a friend. Yeah, and, like, he came up to him and, like, was talking about this and, like, said he had the 25th anniversary. And got annoyed when he's been talking about it for a couple of days. Yeah, the guy brought up something nerdy before Abed had said anything other than go play the arcade game. Mm -hmm. Which, sure, might give away that he could possibly be nerdy, but I think a lot of people would be like, I'm going to go try out the arcade machine. Totally. I feel like if we went to a bar, if there was, Yeah, but we are the nerdy ones. That's fair. 
That's true. And if Paul F. Tompkins came up to us and started asking us to have sex with him, we'd probably do it. I'd at least see where the night went. Just to be polite. Well, it's Paul F. He bought me a beer. It's about the celebrity at that point. And this is that line, speaking of wormholes, when you say we use one to teleport this conversation somewhere a little more private, Navad's still like, that's not how wormholes work. (laughs) It's different. And then, yeah, I... It's awkward to watch. It's awkward to watch. Now, Annie, meanwhile, is still talking. She's talking about how she followed around fish, spells (laughs) it with a PH. That's going to be me with Ween in a couple months. Oh, yeah, it is. People follow them around on tour, and I really want to go to some of their shows. And I would totally be like, yeah, I've been to 13. uh, Play Ocean Man. September. Play it again. That'd be cool. They have a lot of good songs. All the ones I've heard, I like. But also, Ween has music that sounds terrible, and it's supposed to. Oh, interesting. There's one song that's them, like, mimicking that one of them is ordering Mexican food on the phone, and the other one is, like, the person ringing up the order, and there's just, like, metallic guitar sounds underneath it. (laughs) And it's funny. What is this, a Yoko Ono record? You take that back. Ween is no Yoko Ono, that is for sure. <laughs> Fair enough. That, with a PH. I just lived in parking lots. I don't like their music. Just Annie, stop talking. I don't know what yeah. else to say about this. I like the Tignataros in this. But I don't know. It's good for Annie because she's losing herself in it and she is relaxing like she needed to the whole time. But it, it feels like this should have ended with someone being like, you're a child, right? Right? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like once you're in the bar, like, they don't care. If you got past the bouncer, do your thing, you know? That's true and not true. I guess it depends where you are. Yeah. I feel like bars around here, smaller town, they... Maybe they would, like, take more of a... There's not a bouncer, and the bartender IDs you when you first come in before you order a drink. Okay, that's fair. See, here in Chicago, pretty much every place has a bouncer. Well, or at least I guess that makes sense. Because doesn't there also have to be someone who's just there to, like, if capacity is full? Yeah. Like, even in non-COVID times? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm sure there are places that you can't fit any more people. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think I like that this is what Annie's doing. Cause it, and this is her first time in a bar. She's like, I'm going to live it up. I'm going to have this experience. And, and yeah. she kind of feels like she's not being herself because Annie Edison would never do this. Yeah. But... And Caroline, here she's even whatever. talking talking down about herself. She's like, I have this friend named Annie and talks about her major. And she's like, isn't that so stupid? Why would anyone do that? And I mm. feel like what she's really looking for is for this cool bartender to be like, no, that sounds awesome. So she yeah. can feel a little better about herself. And instead, cool bartender is like, okay. Okay. Do you want a drink? Yeah. <laughs> and I guess Annie's just kind of having a crisis of and i think we know a lot of people like this who have mm-hmm. who have thrown themselves so much into schooling where to a point their yeah. plan is pretty far ahead and that that like limits some of the freedom of living of just like doing what you want to do mm-hmm, totally not completely but it can if you let it and it seems like annie certainly does because mm-hmm. when you map out you know you you get the destination you're like okay this is exactly what i have to do to get there then you have to stick to that plan yeah you know and some people are creatures of habit they love doing that you know, they want every day to be planned out and exactly the same because it's, yeah. it's safe, it's comfortable. But I think Annie's at the point where she's like, maybe I want to experience some things that aren't a part of that plan. Annie finally orders an alcoholic beverage, and we kind of talked about it 
we so we just went on Save Greendale Committee, and we talked a little bit about how the show almost never dabbles in Annie's addiction issues. Mm-hmm. And an episode where she makes a conscious decision just to drink sodas, but then decides to have a drink, I feel like there could be some subtext here that they don't yeah. quite buy into. And it's fine that they don't, but it could be like, I don't know. Is it triggering for Annie to drink alcohol? We don't know what her really know what her experience totally, is, right? We know how she feels about you know drugs and things like that based on kind of some things she says in that episode. But yeah, and she very clearly is trying not or is planning on not drinking at first, and then as she's kind of going through this crisis where she's like, "What the hell?" Like that my is it because of Annie. the crisis or is it she's like kind of let off some steam? She's like, you know what? I'll try a drink. We'll see what happens. I think she's buying into this other character more because Annie would not get a drink. But Caroline would certainly get a drink. She doesn't give a hoot. I like Abed. Now he's back to talking to that guy. And he's like, the third season is better than the fourth season. But the fourth season, when you watch it the fifth time, is better. Is equal That's to how the I feel season. talking about Bojack Horseman. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, season one the first time, sand. Season one the third time, masterpiece. I still think season one of BoJack Horseman is kind of a slog to get through, but it, it, you have more reason to watch through it when you know mm-hmm. that it gets so much better. But yeah. I still think like it's it's hard to get people into that show. Yeah, a it is. A little bit, because it takes a while to get really good, and then it gets really good. I think it's really f***ing good. I like have your... you finished that yet? Oh, yeah. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. The ending was really good. I thought I... so, too. Oh, because we I... talked about the view from halfway down. Did we? Yeah, briefly. I often think about the the last visuals of the show, Mm -hmm. of them just staring and the song that plays. I hear it in my head probably once every other week. It really does stick with me. Mm -hmm. But here, Paul Tompkins' character, Robert, he's finally like, what's your name? Abed. Abed, I'm Robert. Do you want to have (laughs) gay sex with me? And I thought about making that my Hi, I'm Zach and at the beginning of today's episode, but I know my grandparents listen to the show and there's mm-hmm. way too little context for me to say that up at the yeah, top. So I just fair. went with the wormhole because you're welcome in my wormhole anytime you want. Well, I, I'm not going to transport there, but I may... Teleport. Different. Uh, exactly. Different. And, and I like really, how Abba's like, no, thank you. No, thank you. So polite. And the guy's like, this is over the top. The way that Robert is like, what is wrong with you? I've been hitting on you all night and you're just talking and you're just, you're not going to pick up on it. And Abed's mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I realized that a long time ago. I just like talking about TV shows. Yeah. Which like. It tracks for Abed really well. Yeah. So I hate that he throws his drink at him. Yeah, but I do kind of like that Abed, like Snoopy, uh, he is like, while they're all at a bar and kind of not paying attention to what Abed's doing, mm-hmm. he's getting the quintessential bar experience of having a drink toss in your face. Yeah, he well. got hit on, uh, <laughs> broke a heart. Yeah. yeah. I think cool. it kind of works. It, but Robert is is a dick and weird. I like mm-hmm. how Abed still, it's a really good show. Stargate's better. <laughs> Pierce still stuck. There's your Pierce update. He's stuck and his battery's dying, so he's really stuck. There you also, go. sad old man. What <laughs> on electric wheelchairs? Oh no, I guess they, the ones that that like have a motor, you can still push them. Never mind. I'm sure you can still push them. Yeah. Yeah. So now we get to one of it's where the episode starts to take a darker turn. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jeff, Troy, and Britta are giggling, and Shirley approaches them, and it, they she realizes that they're laughing at a photo of her that they found. 
This and is there's one line here that's the only her. line doesn't work for me in the Which episode. One? I think uh, it's when they you know I, I'm a little ahead of the horse that's here, okay. but they you know they're they're showing Shirley these pictures and she's clearly embarrassed because she's been trying so hard to take these down. Get rid of all of them. And she's like, I went through a dark time with a chaser, but Shirley's not joking about anything here, so I don't know why she would throw in the with a chaser line, you know. I don't think she's joking there. No, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know why she said with a chaser. Cause that's no, like I a, still... Th- I don't think... I think she's saying, like, I went through a dark time and my chaser was coming to this bar and I got a little too wild. I think the... The, the, sh- that's how she says it, but I don't. I didn't. I don't quite see. Okay, it as, I took it as like she's as saying this. She, being at the bar was those the dark time. No, I. I think. I, maybe it is, but I was thinking more the dark time was what was going on with her family, and that okay. this is where she came for like a little solitude, and she's embarrassed about it. Okay, well then that that. But that you might have something there. That's just what I saw out of it. I don't know. Because like a chaser is like what you do to make the right. not so bad. So I guess that would track to the issue. This was what she did to make it not so bad in this. I don't know. Yeah. It was, maybe it was just said a little weird for me. And it's a mix of – and this is really relatable, the way that the group is laughing at her. And they're trying to in a way that's like inclusive of her. Yeah. But they're laughing at her and it hurts her feelings and they don't read that fast enough. Yeah, so they're, like, really they're like, don't feel bad. Feelings. Like this is fine. They're like, we're here drinking. They're like, this makes you cool. Yeah, you. this makes us like you way more. And Shirley's clearly heartbroken and yeah, it's sad. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this scene eventually had a much longer speech from Shirley that was mm. cut from the episode that I would have liked to have seen. Yeah, me too. And yeah, the Troy's like, you act so perfect all the time and you look like a zombie here, but it's not funny when you're sad. We're on your team, relax. And it's Troy's birthday, let him have it. But Shirley shouldn't have come to this place in the first place and Mm -hmm. it's obviously hard on her so she rips it out of their hands and she leaves and it kind of brings the rest of the night down for everyone yeah as she leaves there's a little nice moment between Mm -hmm. pierce and shirley where pierce has to ask shirley for help and gives an honest thank you to her when she finally does help him but it's just because Pierce is so pitiful and lost like a turtle turned upside down there's no humanity here yeah his thank you, Shirley, with his the face he makes. It's like a little kid. Yeah, it was sweet. But it's, it's still finally pissed. seconds away from midnight, and Troy has a cute little, it's not midnight for 45 more seconds, but it'll be 30 by the time I finish saying this, and he orders his 7 and 7. And this is now where we get to the you know last couple minutes of this episode, but from here on is where the episode transcends. I think. Yeah. It really It's been setting everything up so well, but it's been mostly the group hanging out at a bar and Mm -hmm. Shirley's trying to hide from her past. That's mostly what's going on. And now here we are. The the drink's gonna be on the house. Troy's excited and he looks around and sees that Annie's sad and has been drinking some. He sees that uh, Abed's sad and drinking a beer. He sees that Jeff and Britta are still arguing with each other and miserable. Mm -hmm. And he realizes kind of that this night's over already. Yeah. It's time to go home. And this, I think, is relatable. Yeah. Do you think a little bit? I think especially, like, both in college and just like going out kind of an adult there are those nights where like you're having a lot of fun but like you can tell everyone else is like and like okay it's kind of over now like even though i'm like fine like it's time to go 
you know, and shut things down. And, and you kind of want to take care of your friends and make sure they get all home okay. And that's definitely yeah. something relatable. And the way the shot is revealed of the bartender getting the drink and setting it on the counter for Troy, who's not there anymore because he's leaving with his friends to be the driver that they need to take care of them. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an abstractly meaningful moment in this show. I can't exactly describe what it is, but I sure do resonate and relate with it a lot, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and the group has no idea, really, that Troy didn't even drink anything and that the reason they all went was for his birthday in the first place. And mm-hmm. uh, Troy's kind of just happy to be the man in this situation and to take care of his people. And yeah. he shuts the door, revealing one more Shirley sign that thanks for coming, you'll be back. <laughs> and that's the end of that part. Uh, now we're all back in the car, and the episode continues to ramp up. Uh, everyone's mm-hmm. still feeling whatever they're feeling because of the night that they've all experienced together. Uh, Abed and Britta are cuddling, sleeping, and it's really cute. And Jeff says that he thinks he owes Troy a birthday, which is nice. <laughs> that yeah. Jeff, of all people, is the one who's realizing, like, oh, man. Maybe this, this about Troy. Yeah, maybe this didn't go the way it was supposed to go for Troy. And Troy is fine because he always wanted to drive Jeff's car. <laughs> and Jeff has a really funny moment when he takes a beat and goes, what? Oh, this is my car? <laughs> <laughs> Don't crash it. I'm not going to crash it. Crash it, Troy. Go to sleep, Britta. Crash his car, Troy. Then Ovid comments on the dark chapter they're living through. Go to sleep, Ovid. Cool. Drops right back down. <laughs> And then this is the big reveal and about to be Donald Glover's like show-stopping moment mm-hmm. in this episode. And this speech was originally supposed to be given by Abed. Really? And I think it had to have been Troy. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it had to have been Troy. And it's so good that the evolution of the story progressed to the point that it did because this is perfect. Uh, Jeff and Britta both point off at a bar that they're passing and both say that it's the bar that they've both been saying that they should go to all night. The one that they've been fighting over, disagreeing Uh. on, is the same bar that neither of them know the name of. And they're just drunk idiots. And Troy is, is awoken by this. He slams on the brakes of the car and startles everyone as Jeff and Britta are kind of having like a aren't we cute yeah. disagreement over it and and troy just can't take it and i'll <laughs> probably play the whole speech that troy has but it's the same bar you've been saying one bar's lame and one bar's cool all night and it's the same bar such a great 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 scene and donald glover just does such a great job of like still being troy but you can tell he's just like questions i can't believe i spent all this time well he is kind of a simple kid a little bit Mm -hmm. but the people that he's around enable him into being just that sometimes yeah so troy sits around thinking that these people are cool they know better they're people to aspire to and this is relatable as hell there's a time in your life and maybe it is around when you turn 21 where you start Mm -hmm. to realize that that adults are sad and annoying and immature in every way that we always have been. They're still people in just the same way. 
And there's comfort in that, I think. You can feel better about yourself when you realize that nobody has anything figured out. Everyone is just falling into, not exactly, but everyone kind of is a little bit just falling into whatever they fall into. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? No, absolutely. And, and Troy's is... having this big re- revelation here where he's realizing that. He just yeah. found out that they're just as dumb as he is. And they're, <laughs> the doy, yeah, the doy. It's a nice moment. And it's a weird moment. And nights like this at a bar with friends can often lead to weird moments like this. It's so mm-hmm. genuine to the true experience. Yeah. We Troy's get the taking, bit again about yeah. uh, Annie being in a bad neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Troy's taking Annie home and it's in this awful neighborhood. And then it just leads right to another really sweet moment where Annie talks about her feelings from tonight to Troy, another thing that's very common of the drunken night out with friends, about how she, uh, you know, Troy says the alcohol's sad. It's like the Lifetime movies of beverages. (laughs) And she talks about how she pretended to be a different person, but not in a fun way, in a way because she didn't want to be who she was. Mm -hmm. And it prompts Troy to give that pep talk to a drunken friend that we've all done talking about how great and special she is and it's relatable but it's also just such a beautiful showcase for both allison and donald glover yeah the way that uh, troy believes everything he says about annie and the way that allison plays off the, the the emotions annie goes through as she's hearing these nice things from this nice guy it's a beautiful moment and the lesser show would have had them kiss at the end of this and i'm glad it didn't well, I think when I was younger watching the show, I was a little bit confused by this moment because mm-hmm. I thought, oh, so they're a thing now. And then, of course, they're not. Yeah. And it's just a true-to-life moment. Friendship. I'm sure we've all been in a situation. We've been in situations before where you and I are drunk and oh, I'm yeah. really sad and you talk me through it like Troy's talking mm-hmm. to Annie right now. It's a universal experience and I've been in the same situation for yeah. my significant other or for other friends. Mm-hmm. It. it it's a universal experience that's captured so well here, but like I said, it's also just a show-stopping showcase for both of these performers that don't often, even though community is better than just about any sitcom, they yeah. don't often get to do serious work, mm-hmm. and they do here, and they knock it out of the park. I say that way too often, but they do. They but knock they do. it out of the park. The park's way over there, and this is where it is. It's a beautiful scene, and it's the first moment of the episode that, under the right circumstances, can make me well up a little bit. Yeah, I get chills, and even now watching it, how we are, and it's just like, it's just such a real friendship moment between two people who care about each other, you know? And Donald Glover as Troy in this episode is such a real guy yeah. in a way that Troy has never been. His hug here, the way that he, he reacts to everything that's happened in this night it's such necessary work for the character of Troy, and they killed it. It's a great Troy episode. So good. They hug, Annie goes to bed, and Troy leaves. It's a beautiful moment. You're right, a worse show would have made them kiss. They didn't. They just talk about how... Another thing, the drunk girl's like, oh, I'm, we're all really going to regret this on Monday, and Troy says the thing that everyone needs to hear. of Like, no, everyone just got a little Which drunk. Which is so real, because that yeah. happens so much in the Nobody did everyone, anything that yeah. crazy. It's going to be fine. Nobody's hurt. Like, it's all fine. Yeah. 
But nobody did anything that bad. Smash cut to the reveal that we're <laughs> building up to. Jeff and Britta are making out to no re- like no bother at all that Abed is in the backseat with them. I feel and- like both of us have been in a situation where there are three people in the backseat, you, me, and a girl, and one of us was making out with the girl. Both of us have been in that situation, I feel like. I don't... I know I have. I don't... <laughs> I think making out is a little... Uh, okay, essentially uh, kissing a girl with the third person. I'm, now, I'm not saying anybody was like all over the other person. We're respectful. So... It's going to ice skate right past so, that one. Yeah, they're making out, and in the commentary, Joel said that in real time in this scene, you see Joel hit Danny in the face. Yeah. And Danny, as Abed, react to what's happening. That was not on purpose? No, of course it wasn't. That's amazing. Right? <laughs> and he, like, looks at I was like, oh, well. They, then they do this classic, like, what are we doing? Yeah, what, what are we are doing? What are we doing? This is a bad idea, right? They play it off really well, the the drunken kissing and the, mm-hmm. the emotions and the faces. And, yeah, they both do a great job, especially Gillian, who isn't a drinker. Yeah. Troy comes into the car and is really a man about this situation and says he flew off the handle earlier and he apologizes when really he only did a little bit. It wasn't really that big of a deal, but he is the bigger man. He apologizes and Ovid just says they were making out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a coat rack. I love that line. Interestingly, though, Troy says Ovid, no one likes a tattletale. And then Ovid takes that note and he's like, yep. Mm -hmm. Happy birthday, Troy. Britta says kind of somberly. Thanks. And I think that's another truth that they get to in this episode that these moments in our life that are so built to for so long. Look, my 21st birthday where we went to Chicago was great. But I think no matter what you do, there's always this feeling of like, oh, that's it. Yeah, totally. You wake up the next day and you don't feel any different than you did the day before or three days before. I mean, it's something like all of the things of growing up, like when you lose your virginity, when mm-hmm. you move out for the first time, when you drink for the first time. They're all things that like as a young person that you wonder about and fantasize about for so long and then it happens and sure it's great or sure it's bad or it's whatever it is, but you're the same afterwards. And yeah. they really portray that well here without nailing it in too deep you know without like like plastering it on a, on a banner for us to read you know it, it's really good subtext mm-hmm. where they like yeah. show us instead of explaining to us uh, with lines it's so real and that that just thanks that he gives everybody kind of looks down it's like it's so good now this is a moment that did make me well up when jeff says you're a man now mm-hmm. and the look that Choi has of yeah he is and he knows it's a beautiful moment and i i've lived that moment And all of the actors play it off incredibly well. And that's the end of this episode that's just unlike any episode of Community that we've talked about so far. And it makes me feel things and, and, and hearken back to my own experiences in a way that no other Community episode has Mm -hmm. yet. And it's really, really something special, like truly something special in a different way than when Community is normally truly special. You know, do you agree that this is... Like something a little next level in a different way, like everything in season two has been. Yeah, I love this episode so much. This is, I mean, I just enjoyed it really thoroughly. Like I said, it's my second or third favorite this season so far, behind only epidemiology and maybe cooperative calligraphy. But I like this episode every bit as much. 
as cooperative. I totally, future. totally get that. It's a great mm-hmm. episode. And the end tag is something very slight and silly, but it's a memorable one where they're trying to see how many shirts they can get on Troy. It's like a, a cross between the, you know, like shirts thing from Friends, but also in the office when they, you know, they, they finally get this box put back together and Michael Scott yeah. leaves his phone in it and it rings. So funny. Also, and isn't the sh- that the shirt from the... The, the- sandwich shop that there was going to be a Pearson trilogy <laughs> plot that never happened. Yes, the, the, that is a reference to that. Uncle Rusty's. And they got 157 shirts on him, and then his phone starts ringing. And he says, I think it's a girl. Can you grab that for me? And Abed's like, let me know when I get there. And Choi makes some interesting faces, and he's like, I'll let you know. And that's the episode. And that's that's the end of the episode. Great Let's episode. Let's dive right into it. It's a great episode. Who's your MVP? Troy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to back it up, or do you feel like you don't need to? I feel like I really don't need to, but, I mean, just from, like, from the beginning – he gives every bit as funny a performance as he always does, but this time he actually had a lot more depth to him. A lot yeah. of times they can make Troy like a cartoony character yeah. because he's the the least realistic sometimes with how naive he is. But because of that, when they do stuff like this where he has real moments and looks at the world through like grown-up eyes and, and sees people for what they are, it's it's so powerful and it really like resonates. One thing that's not un- a little unfortunate, though, is that the next time we see Troy, he's going to be the same as he was in the beginning of this mm-hmm. episode. Uh, but that doesn't undercut how great this episode is. No. And Troy is, of course, my MVP, too. I think not just because it's his birthday episode. That last five minutes of the episode absolutely Incredible. sells it for him. I can give definite honorable mentions to Shirley mm-hmm. and to Jeff. I really enjoy Jeff in this episode. I like Abed a lot this episode. And Abed, too. yeah. It, this is another one of those episodes that really does all of its characters other than Pierce pretty well. Mm-hmm. And it, But it's Troy's episode and the lessons that he learned and the way that what he goes through in this episode makes me think about what I've gone through in the last however many years of mm-hmm. my life it's got to be troy it's a special troy yeah. episode and it's a special episode to me yeah there's so many moments in this episode where like something happens and my brain immediately flashes back to like a very specific memory and it's a, it's something to have a tv show do that once but this episode does it like five six times where i'm like well, yeah. wow i felt exactly that it's so good I've been since we've been doing the pre-show. I've been getting in more of a habit of watching the episode once the night before we record, mm-hmm. and twice the day we record. And last night, Lil watched it with me, so they've been watching it with me more often than what they usually do. Mm-hmm. And I usually don't. We don't talk much during the episode yeah. or about the episode because I like to save what I have to say. But this mm-hmm. was one that prompted a conversation afterwards about yeah. growing up and about how becoming an adult is something that all of a sudden you just are, mm-hmm. and it's weird. And this episode portrays that in a really successful way and it's been a fun one to talk about yeah for sure this has been fun uh so let's close it up by talking about next week when what episode are we talking about another huge one uh next week I know this one. Oh, is Abed's Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas. Christmas is next week, which during our Christmas special I put and I stand by as the the best Christmas episode in my opinion. And it's not one of my favorites, so I'm looking know, forward so I'm to having. To I'm looking it. forward to having that conversation. And there's snow on the ground right now, so it, fe- it feels there like is, a good time to be celebrating Christmas a little bit early. Still snowing, snowing right now. I don't think mm-hmm. it's snowing here, but there's a lot of snow on the ground. A lot yeah. of still like from yesterday, and it's uninterrupted like beautiful white snow i love it at the very least it's been snowing here for about four and a half hours wow 
Yeah. Well, I'm excited for that. So please send us in your trivia, your episode MVP, and your favorite funny moments from Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas, a truly special episode of the series. It's yeah. a can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com. Also, if you have the ability to and you would like to, please do consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. We will get all kinds of exclusive podcasts, weekly live pre-show podcast, and any other fun stuff we uh, look to do there. You know, we're soon going to be recording a You Can't Disappoint a podcast-style review of an episode of Scrubs that we were assigned by one of our $50 patrons. So that'll be really exciting. Yeah. Um, so look forward to stuff like that and consider supporting us. Where can people find us on the interwebs? Steve? Yeah, if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in real time, uh, make sure you go over and follow us on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. You can also follow us on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And then just search the name of the show on Facebook or YouTube and you'll find us there too. Yep. We'll be live next Thursday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern on the Patreon for another You Can't Disappoint show. So make sure to camp to what? Make sure to come <laughs> hang out with us there. And yeah, just you do you. Just be, just live boldly. Yeah. yeah. Be the change that you want to see in your underpants well this has certainly changed a lot in my underpants and i've been glad to spend (laughs) the time with you my friend what final words do you have to say for the people that have put up with us for now 45 episodes of community 35 35 35. um thanks for thanks for being here for so long i was thinking today about you know how long we've been doing this and it's kind of crazy because it's flown by so fast uh, but we've been but doing it for a while now. Yeah, yeah, and it feels really cool. And I'm happy for everyone who's been here, you know, from episode one. I'm happy for the people who have been here from Since episode the 35. Milestones, yeah. Yeah, like it's it's really huge. And we really do like appreciate every single person that listens to the show and that interacts on Twitter or anything like that. Like it yeah. really does, you know, brighten both of our day, I'm sure, just to like know that you guys are listening and you're enjoying the show uh, because we we love that to do this you know it's something we really have fun doing so we get to talk to each other and connect but at the same time we love that it's connect reaching an people audience beyond it yeah yeah i uh, love doing it looking forward to all the stuff we're doing in the future super excited for our six seasons in a podcast and save greendale committee episodes yeah so definitely look out for those and looking forward to just more weeks of diving into community with you buddy exactly i mean, we're we're at such a strong part in the show that every mm-hmm. episode is not only fun to to watch but fun to talk about too so i'm loving it and i don't think we're gonna get to a point where there's an episode of community that isn't fun to talk about even as we get into the episodes that aren't as good yeah i am really looking forward to it and i think that wraps it up for this week Uh, it's classic episode go watch it again if you haven't in a long time yeah and from us over here you can't disappoint a podcast you know from inside the dreamatorium black lives matter i'm zach i'm steven and i never think of something funny to say at the end here what do you um, have? Make sure you tip your waiters Spay and your wait pets. on your tippers. And hey, uh, for those big size problems in life, you know who's always got your back? Extra Oversized large black, trash, black bags. trash bags. Get them in your local Lowe's. <laughs> Home Depot. And that's a wrap. We'll see you guys next week. Take care. All I want to do all day that's bad for the body and even worse for my head so i'll try and find a place where no one will ask me a thing it'll help me to for